Recount Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? But you don't know why I'm here. Ding dong. Hello? Everybody three count. One, two, three. One, two, three. I didn't get here because I was cute or because I came from some famous wrestling family, or because I sucked up to the right people. I got here because I am good. I earned this championship. Frustrated into the goddamn word for it. This is bullshit. Brett made a very, very selfish decision. Brett's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. Brett screwed Brett. I have no sympathy whatsoever for Brett. This is my show. My show. And I'm sick of all of you calling me the coward. You're the cowards. I'm the one here day in and day out in that wrestling ring beating people up. Thank you very much. steal opportunities. I am the opportunity. Three ain't enough. Now I need five. Welcome in, Jim. I'm an idiot. Ryan. I'm a sausage guy. Matt. Who gives a shit? Tim. Right on the cock. And intern Mark. Hi, boys. I'm going to tell y'all with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment in my life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Three Count Thursday. We are live Thursday night, May the 20th, 2021. We are still the podcast of the millennium. Make sure you go to threecountthursday.com. That's our homepage. You'll find all of our social media links, our YouTube channel, our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net. What a maneuver. Thank you, Tim. Our Patreon page, patreon.com slash threecountthursday. Our collar and elbow deal store.collarandelbowbrand.com use promo code three count for 10 percent off each and every order our home network of course ngsc sports at ngscsports.com and our secondary home is the leib sports and music network ryan where can they find that l-e-e-i-b sports.com that would be the one and uh again three count thursday.com that's where you'll find our home and uh yeah a four-man crew tonight but the uh if you're watching along in the live video or you're checking out the video after the fact, you will see um, the substitute Matt for the evening. So uh, we hope you are doing well. If you're following along with us in the live video, give it a like, give it a share. We'd appreciate that. Get as many people in here as possible. And uh, Now, Mark, you have not seen the picture that we put there for Matt, correct? That is correct. I have not seen it. Who do you think 
that picture is of? Um, the red scorpion. No, 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 not the red we scorpion. We do have a good scorpion sound bite, though. I we do. He raked my back. Yeah, no, he didn't literally rake it. So you're very close with one half of your guess. The the red part. Is it the red or is it the scorpion part? The red. Definitely uh, the red. The red. If you think about Matt, who could possibly... Mark, I saw you just breathed heavy, too. That's a good clue. That, that's a clue. Yes. You, 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 you look like you may have been sweating a little bit today. That would also be a clue. Red, sweaty, breathing bloated. heavy, <laughs> bloated. Son of a billionaire. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. You're, you're not talking about, uh, what's his name? I, we, it's got to be him. Who's it got to be? About Shane McMahon. The best in the, the world. The one and only. The one Jim, you've you've gotten really good at the at the stopping. And I my eyes are closed. Is it sad that I have that <laughs> the timing on that? I know it. We've played it that many times. Yes. Uh, that's that may be a problem. <laughs> that may be Charlie as Tony Khan. I mean, you did yeah, have the son of the billionaire part. That's fair. That's fair. But uh I mean Shane can cut a promo at least. Uh Tim. How you doing? I am good. Uh, I want to tell everybody. Each and every one of you. Actually, I'll tell the podcast boys first. Jim, Ryan, Mark, Matt, wherever you are in the ether. I love you, boys. Love oh. each and every one of you watching along with us, listening on the podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm good, man. Uh, today is the weekend. Uh, I think somebody else is going to say the same thing. But I got wrestling. I got. I have live wrestling this weekend. I'm excited. Gonna talk about it later, but right now I'm just jazzed. Oh, you just you're you're all excited. I am. You're all I'm jacked up. Excited. Why jacked am I coming? Up on Diet Coke. <laughs> Why am I coming? Because I'm <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, Ryan, how you doing? Good. Um, not coming, but not- I'm also <laughs> off. So that's excited. Um, uh, I'm also off. Um, I mean. I feel like I, I like you guys. Uh, most other people I don't care for. So uh, <laughs> take that. Uh, take that. Okay. That should be enough. Yeah. I like you guys. I tolerate most of the rest of you. Yeah. I, even, I, then I don't, even then, I don't really care for you. I mean, tolerate's a good word. I tolerate's yeah. a good word. Yeah. How you doing? Mark, how you doing? Hi, boys. I'm doing real good. Real good. I, I had some Hodecker celery this week at that little Rutz Country Market in Mannheim. I stopped by, uh, used to be Miriam's Pies. It's now the Countryside Bakery. Same people. Oh. They had a uh, terrible day. But anyway, they had uh, strawberry whoopie pies are in season. Ooh. Strawberry whoopie pies are in season. Now, what type of cake is that? Ryan, I'm glad you asked. It's uh, still chocolate cake, but the cream inside is strawberry, and there's chunks of strawberry in there. 
chunks of strawberry in the cream. Little, little, little chunks, but there's some in there. That was strangely arousing. <laughs> it's real good. It's real good. That, that sounds pretty tasty. That I does feel like that. those chunks of strawberry would hinder my ability to inhale a whoopie pie, and I would choke well, to death. Well, I'll say, I'll say how big is the whoopie pie with, like, the bullshit icing where it's, like, whipped icing, and it's not oh. that gritty, sugary stuff? That's that's not a whoopie pie. That's a it. gob. Is it a what? I think that's a gob. <laughs> a gob? Oh, okay. Fair enough. Gob. Sure. Yeah, the I'm not going to argue are, with uh... that. You sound like you know what you're talking sure. about. Sure. Anything that deals with, like, whoopie pies or celery or Hershey Park, I just have to accept and believe that Mark knows exactly what he's talking about. Everything else. Oh, and Bigfoot. Mm. Uh, that's also another thing. Uh, Bigfoot aficionado. Mm. Look at that board game. We're going to put Mark back on the big screen. Bigfoot, that, the man, the game. Right behind from, uh, <laughs> Let me see if I can pick it up. Oh, uh, and a purple rain shirt today. Look at this guy. Yeah, I got purple rain on uh, for Prince. God bless Prince's soul. Look at this beauty. This is from 1977, I believe it is. Brand new. All right, now it's slightly used. But it's in the box. The Bigfoot game. He doesn't look at the like Harry and the Henderson. My God, he does. Look at the kids on there. They're having a great time. They they, they do look like they're having a good time. And not at all in danger of being swallowed by Bigfoot. Right, like I feel like at that age, hell, even at 36... What is the tagline for that? The giant show monster. Oh, game? Ryan loves taglines. Uh, the giant snow monster game. Giant snow monster game. <laughs> Wait, so they they think the Bigfoot is a snow Shut monster. Up, Isn't that more money. of a Yeti? Well, a Yeti. That's, that's more. That's his cousin, the Yeti. Oh, okay. They're they're similar creatures, but yeah, that's a Yeti. Like uh, Josh from Tough Enough, the Yeti. <laughs> the Yeti. <laughs> I uh. There's a there's a car on uh the street like a block and a half from me that has a um uh like if you believe and it's a it's a sasquatch um air freshener hanging from their rear view mirror and and if we if we take our walking route around that house i think of you every single time mark i'll be done <laughs> every every my- single time i'm like man and like i i would love to take a picture of it but i don't want to be that guy like if the guy what comes you do out, is start recording around the corner, and when you're walking, look like you're looking at your phone. That's a good. Yep. There you go. Oh, you can do it. Or oh. just record. It's 2021. Perfectly normal. What is that? A turd? <laughs> no, this is uh, the Bigfoot from the game. Oh, it looks kind He's of turdish. Charlie, footprints. Charlie, you do not owe me a beer. I literally had nothing else to do. It gave me an excuse. Get out of the house and go for a drive on was that Tuesday morning, I believe. Charlie Charlie blew a tire. AAA was dragging their feet, and uh, I came to the rescue for Charlie. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm fucking shocked you had a jack. There's one in my sh- in my truck. My mind. I'm shocked you went outside in a pandemic to meet another person. <laughs> <laughs> Like, are, are you feverish? You've uh, got your superpowers, though, right, Jim? I have my, you know Jim Neeson didn't give no shits about no guy. I have my superpowers. Charlie Charlie has his superpowers. Um, 
Right, them together. They're they're Captain kind yeah, of Captain yeah. Planet. <laughs> hey Captain man, uh, I've been I've been playing some golf lately. I've been I've been making my way outside. I the sun's see, look bright. At those, look at those guns. They're getting tan. The sun's bright. Did you know that? Wrong side. You got you got to show the guns the other way. Yeah, I was, I was thinking this, not flex, but that's fine. Mm. Was, was Charlie on his way to Roots Market? No, <laughs> no, he he was he wasn't. He was on his way to work and uh, and and blew a tire on uh, up on two twenty two, and uh, oh. so I uh, I came to Didn't the rescue. Use... But uh, you know, but was, good friend, I, an excuse to give me a drive, and I got Taco Bell. On my way home for lunch, so it worked out. It worked out for everybody. Which meal That's was perfect. that? Was that first meal? Uh, actually, th- Tuesday that was first meal. Nice. That was first meal, and I you t- either want Taco Bell fourth meal or first meal. Yeah, yeah. It it and I took full advantage of first meal. <laughs> I you- would be fine eating Taco Bell two through four. <laughs> oh, I mean, the next I, day ain't gonna feel good, but I'd eat it. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not as scared of eating Taco Bell at any and any and all meals. Quite frankly, so, so I'm going to talk about being an adult for a second. Oh yeah, do that. So let me tell you something that has helped me out tremendously in the guttural region. Okay. Taking vitamins. Vitamins. I am an old man now, and I take multivitamins. You take vitamins. Vitamins. <laughs> Beta vita vegemin. Mm. I take that. Are they Hulk Hogan vitamins? Yes. <laughs> I just chew up the brother. Um, but yeah, I take my I take my multivitamin and my omega threes, and boy, bathroom time is so much more enjoyable now. I mean, it's is it the fiber in it? I assume. I guess I don't know, but it's. I mean, nice. I take a fiber supplement because I'm an old man. <laughs> I don't do any of those things. We're just going to be oh. next time we meet Ryan. We just need to just we'll just compare. We'll compare we're bottles. Just gonna break, yeah, we're just going to cu- we're going to come together with a bottle of um. What's that? What's the if you're happy and you know it, shake your pills. <laughs> Metamucil. <laughs> clank clank. Yeah, Very yeah. Tall. Put a little vodka in there. You're fine. It's like a yeah. little uh, screwdriver. There you go. Boy, I, I don't take anything either, Jim. I I feel young again. Yeah, I don't. Uh... I mean, it would probably be, like, beneficial, not even from, like, a bathroom standpoint. I mean, it would probably be a healthy thing to do, but I, I don't know. I just, uh, I never have. Except when I was a kid and I took the little Flintstone chewables. Ah, uh, the Flintstones. Oh, you haven't had a million do. But think when you stopped, when you stopped taking them, Jim, life was really downhill for you after that, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, really? There wasn't no. a pa- there wasn't a pandemic when I took Flintstone vitamins. Right. So you just need to How, start taking them. What did now. you weigh back then? A, a lot less than I do now. See, thank you. <laughs> Look at those vitamins. I had more hair. How much hair did you have? Yeah. I had more hair, <laughs> dude. It really did. It really all yeah. went to shit after I stopped taking Flintstone vitamins. Have they still had, make them. Have you had a Flintstone vitamin recently? No, they're probably it's probably oh, chalky. It's not gritty, good. but just. Oh. But also, anything that's good for you has to taste like crap, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, like, to me, if it's good for you, it has to be bad. Like, it's got to taste bad, it's got to feel bad, it's got to look... Right, it's the the scale. Like, if it's bad bad for you, tastes great. Like, the, the shots 
hurt like the dickens yeah it fucked me up yeah. man day two fucked me up hard i did now i'll say i'm i'm a week a week today removed from my second shot of superpowers oh you don't have your superpowers yet they're not fully online the reboot is still happening okay you're still rebooting i'm still rebooting but i didn't get sick at all really really i hate to say this you look like somebody that would get a little sick from it I have a super duper immune system. Really, it's the vitamins, probably. I always thought I did too, but I had my wisdom. I had my wisdom teeth taken out when I was younger, like in my twenties. And my appointment was at like eight a.m. and by eight p.m., I was not bleeding anymore, and I had no pain. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Like twelve. I started, hours. I started waking up when they were removing my fourth one. Oh no! Oh. So they hit me again with more sleepy stuff, and then I was loopy for the rest of the day. I bet that was fun. That was fun. There was like a little threshold, like between carpet and the linoleum at the office, where the lady just told me to watch my step, and I like high kicked over it so I wouldn't trip. Uh, I actually never I had mine out. Know. Mine grew in. I have my wisdom teeth. Oh, you're, you're sure in there. That's yeah. why you're the host. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm the host. <laughs> Charlie, hang on to that thought. We will talk about uh, Dark Side and, more teeth? And, and Nick De- Nick Gage from... Uh, yeah, let's get back on track. This isn't a way to get out of well, here early. Devin's got shit to do tonight, he said. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, we're all doing well. Hope you're doing well again. If you... Uh, we're all if, on this day. If you're following Come on, Jim. The video, give it a like and a share. Let's get this thing started. Of course, we're looking at May the 20th in pro wrestling history. Three birthdays. We have the Road Dog, uh, Danielle Camella, of course, also known as Vanessa Bourne, born in 1993, Road Dog, born in 1969, and uh, Akam, formerly of the Authors of Pain, also born today in uh, 1993. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Did she get fired on her birthday? Oh, uh, but day before. Oh, God. Day before. Bad. Day before, yeah, she was she was let go yesterday, birthday today. So hey, yesterday bad day, birthday you're starting fresh. Yes, sir. Oof. What's that, Mark? She doesn't have to go to work on her birthday now. So <laughs> that's true. That. Well, I don't think she was going to work before then either. But that's beside the point. Yeah. We're just- 1985 WWF returned to Madison Square Garden in New York City for a card televised. On the MSG Network, it was uh, featured on that show was Rocky Johnson's final match at MSG, where he pinned Rene Goulet. On this day. 2001, WWF held their third annual Judgment Day pay-per-view from the Arco Arena in Sacramento, California, in front of 13,623 fans. The show had 405,000 pay-per-view buys. Two matches on Sunday Night Heat, seven main card matches, and Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated The Undertaker in a no-holds-barred match to retain the WWF Championship in the main event. On this day. 2002, NWA TNA announced they had signed AJ Styles to a one-year deal. The company also signed Hardcore Midgets Puppet and Tio to deals and announced that Ed Ferrara and Don West would be working on the announce team for their weekly Wednesday night pay-per-view events. On this day. In 2007, WWE held their ninth annual Judgment Day pay-per-view from the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis, Missouri, in front of 10,000 or 10,500 fans. The show had 242,000 pay-per-view buys. There was 
one dark match, eight main card matches, and John Cena defeated the Great Khali by submission to retain the WWE Championship in the main event. William Regal, the reigning king of the ring, was in 2008 suspended for 60 days for his second infraction under the WWE wellness policy. The suspension would also mark the last truly sustained push Regal received uh, in the company. 2011 WWE Hall of Famer and pro wrestling icon Macho Man Randy Savage passed away at the age of 58 after suffering a heart attack while driving with his wife in Seminole, Florida. 2012 WWE held their over the limit pay-per-view from the PNC Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina in front of 8,000 fans. The show had 167,000 pay-per-view buys. The show featured one pre-show match, nine main card matches in the main event. John Laurinaitis defeated John Cena in a no-DQ match to save his job when Big Show, turning heel, knocked out Cena with the WMD. 2015 NXT TakeOver Unstoppable took place from Full Sail in Winter Park, Florida in front of 400-plus sellout fans. The show featured one dark match, five main card matches in the main event for the NXT Championship. Kevin Owens as the NXT Champion uh, and Sami Zayn ended in a no contest. And finally, in 2017, NXT TakeOver Chicago took place in the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. The show featured three matches taped for a future NXT episode, five main card matches in the main event. The Authors of Pain defeated DIY in a ladder match to retain the NXT Tag Team titles. Those are the events that occurred. May the 20th in pro wrestling history. All right, boys, uh, before we get to our uh, Wrestler of the Week nominations, now Ryan and I did a full uh, review of WrestleMania Backlash on Tuesday. So if you want the long-form review, you can go back and listen to that, a podcast feed, YouTube, uh, and Facebook, and Twitter as well. Um, but, uh, Mark, Tim, you guys obviously weren't with us on Tuesday afternoon. Um, if you want to give any, any thoughts, uh, on the, uh, the event that was, and then there was kind of a topic that we had kind of spun up during that show, Ryan and I, and, uh, we'll hit that before, uh, before we close out WrestleMania backlash as a whole. So Tim, do you want to give any, any thoughts on the event that was? Uh, Tim, you're muted there, big guy. Absolutely muted, and that is perfectly <laughs> acceptable and fine and good. Um, to me, it was a two match show. Um, the and it's all SmackDown. It was literally just SmackDown. Uh, the women's ti- SmackDown women's title, and of course the main event, um, made up for the rest of the card. Okay. Um, very unfortunate to hear that the king of safe style himself, the Miz, uh, got eaten by zombies. We wish him the best. Mm. Uh, and really, that's it. I like, mean, I, it could be worse. I mean, if, if you had to be stuck at home with a torn ACL, at least he's got Maurice. He's going, by the time he's done, he will have made and birthed a new child yeah probably probably what else has he got to do what else he got no to do? he just got the, this deal snipped 
That's right. That's right. It was the vasectomy episode. Yeah, it's V-Day. Well, then he can just... Oh, God. He can just... Whenever, wherever. He's at the the firing range. (laughs) He's just... He's just... Yes. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, like I said, you got Maurice. I think he'll be okay. I mean, I'm going to miss him. practice. Hopefully... Hopefully it's uh it's a a short term injury, a partial tear, not a full tear. Um, Mark, any thoughts on uh, WrestleMania? I feel like on a vasectomy, Jim, it's always a full tear. No, no, but the the, the leg injury. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No vasectomy. Right, right, yeah. right. Got it. Yeah, yeah. No, M- Mark. <laughs> any thoughts on WrestleMania backlash? Well, yeah, I. I... I agree with Tim. I it was too mad show. It was tough to watch. That whole zombie thing. Did I miss something? What was? Why were there zombies? Uh, you missed everything, Mark. Because Batista's in a movie, and they the movie paid a lot of money to WWE to advertise on that show. Okay. Yeah, like, did you know that that WrestleMania Backlash was brought to you? By Army of the Dead, featuring WWE legend Dave Batista, and directed by Wes Craven, available in theaters and on Netflix. I didn't know that until Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. All right, we're throwing around legend pretty fucking loosely. (laughs) That's what they said. I'm I'm quoting. I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer. Legend. Isn't I thought Wes Craven died. I guess not. If he's apparently not. Yeah, maybe it's uh, Wes Craven Jr. I mean, if you didn't know that that it was the name of the movie, they blatantly displayed it behind Adnan Verk, Corey Graves, and B Sacks because that's his name now. <laughs> Byron Saxon and Damian Priest apparently is a part of the Army of the Dead because after he murdered the Miz. He got out of the ring and he shot his little bow and arrow deal into the sky, and he didn't. It didn't say his name. It said Army of the Dead. Because no. you know what? You know what him and zombies have in common? No. What? What do they have in common? They live forever. Ah, that would be it. That would be it. Kobe. Until you stab him in the head. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. You gotta. You gotta do something. I think uh, Woody Harrelson was in a movie that. Sh- taught you how to kill Double zombies. tap. Cardio. <laughs> um, what was that? Was it Zombieland? Zombieland. The, the, Zombieland the... 2. Those were pretty, actually, pretty fun movies. Um, yeah, I mean, the second half of the show, and, and like we talked about on Tuesday, if I, if you're going to have, if you're basically going to split a show in half, give me the worst part first. I'll, I'll, let me Let me finish on a high as opposed to like starting here and just falling off a cliff um but yeah i mean it wasn't their best showing i mean my my grade for this show came out to a c minus because because i had a a big wow because i had a full i I had a full-on zero wow for the zombie match i don't have a zero for the zombie match it better be a fucking negative then no those rules apply. Oh. You could have done negative 50, Jim. <laughs> you could have. I didn't know we could do but negative I, points, but I gave I'll it a zero. I'll allow it. I'm not, I'm not For that super... that match? <laughs> like, I, while 
I I am I do keep my fandom separated and I don't believe in like I believe wrestling is more rooted in reality than the Walking Dead is. So I don't want the Walking Dead showing up at my wrestling show. But <laughs> also um I don't think it's zero or, and I don't think it's outrageable like I mean here's the deal. It's pretty fucking outrageable. I mean like here's the deal. I hated it. I thought it was stupid. It definitely wasn't for me. Like I said, there was a guy on on the Twitter who said his eight year old fucking loved it, absolutely loved yeah. it. So I like, put a pillow right over his fucking geez. face, turn him into a zombie, right? Um, no, 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 just to stop him for a second. But like, I'm not, Damn, I'm on. not the guy. Like, I'm not the person that's like worst thing they've ever done. Set the business, but like, I'm not going to that level. It didn't ruin the show for me. But like I just I I, I hated it I hated it. So yeah, but it did and it hurt the, the Miz a bit. and it hurt the Miz. No, but it didn't ruin the night for me, especially the, when the, the 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 main event is on your match of the year correct list. Mine as well, and we both ranked it like a high C plus. So like it definitely hurt the show. It hurt the it hurt the overall show, but it didn't ruin the night for me. Okay. Like, you know, LaGreca blew blew the seventh vein in his forehead. Oh my God. Yes, he did. And He's working. Get over well, of it. Of course he is. He absolutely is. I get it. And, like, I don't believe for one second he actually stopped watching that show because he gets paid to talk about it the next morning. Did he say he stopped watching it? He claimed to. Oh, he said he turned it off. But I, I don't believe that for one damn second because he's playing a character. So, whatever. Here's I, the deal. It was embarrassing. I think it is. I was more, like I said, I said on Tuesday, I was more disappointed that the WWE went that route and fully committed to having one of their matches gimmicked to that level. See, to me, this is on par with Rey Mysterio getting his eye popped out. (laughs) It is on that level. Fair. It's something that is so bad, the WWE will never do it again which is awesome like if you're gonna do if it's gonna be that if it's gonna be bad let it be that bad and my my biggest problem with it is the fact that like they teased that they ate the Miz and Morrison (laughs) that's like I'm cool with the zombies until they start eating people but like and then like what's the the point zombies respected the sanctity of the match like they didn't interfere yeah. <laughs> in the match. They couldn't. They couldn't figure out how to climb into the ring, mm-hmm. being flesh hungry zombies. Ryan, yes. they were the Until lumberjacks. The bell rang, but also, and then they were like, "Oh, you just climb up." The bell made it make sense. But also, like they're fucking zombies. If so they're going bad. to just go in, and get you, they're going to go and get you. In real wrestling, when there's two people in the ring and it's not an actual match, and there's like an interview segment, and two people are fighting. And then one person runs away. The invisible force field, known as the 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 shock fence that's around the ring, stops anyone from going outside to go get himself or herself some of whoever just wronged them in the ring. So, per wrestling logic, it makes sense. Like, I suppose. Yeah, the whole thing sucked though. Real bad. And Damian Priest is never going to be able to do that spinny deal off the top rope ever. Sure not. When you injure like the guy stupid. who's injured nobody, and never and never been never hurt. been hurt. You you killed the unkillable. King of safe style. Yeah, 
I mean, that, the only other that person, part of that whole other... promo with Daniel Bryan was about that very thing. Yeah, like the person, the only other person who has hurt the Miz that way. His dad taking Dolph fishing that one time. <laughs> that too. AJ Styles making, like, popping one of uh, Miz's teeth out. Yeah, right. Like, that's yeah. the worst injury that's... he's ever had. Was <laughs> cracking a AJ, tooth. AJ hits. Yeah. Uncle Allen don't care. No. Uncle 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 Allen's hopped up on that. Uh, uh, what, what do they call a uh, Coke? Southern moonshine or something? Oh, the Confederate champagne. Co- Confederate champagne. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's all he's all hopped up on it. And yeah, I mean, that's the worst injury you've suffered in fifteen years. I thought for a second you were going to say he was hopped up on the queue, and then I was going to tell you that that's not that doesn't mean what it means anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, no, the not something. Else. Not yeah, not since uh, what what's his face? Um, Colt forty five. <laughs> But the the only the only other the, the the topic that we kind of stumbled into and we wanted to put aside till now, and I don't I don't remember how the other half of this, but it was what's worse, like something like the zombies or something that exposes the business, like the um, the ending of Blood and Guts, where it's it's you can see cardboard, you see my mycrashpad.com dot com, and all of that. Like what's what's worse, or are they, or are they bad in different ways that it's not necessarily comparable? I think uh, yeah, Nicholas was worse. What's that? Well, maybe not. I thought Nicholas was worse, but maybe not. Now that I think about it a little more. I think I'd rather watch Nicholas come out for another tag match than that zombie thing again. There we go, Ryan. What would you rather have? Nicholas is make Nicholas makes sense. It's it's a big guy who doesn't need a tag team partner who goes and gets a kid and brings him to the ring and wins a championship. Nicholas absolutely makes sense. I would take Nicholas over exposing uh, a crash pad and uh, plexiboard or whatever and the zombies. Absolutely, there it is. Nicholas is now the number three, <laughs> the the third worst thing that's ever happened, according to Congratulations. Ryan. So what's the other thing? No, I, no, it wasn't even. It's not even a one-two-three thing. It really isn't. It, the question was, what what is worse for the business of wrestling? Something over the top, gimmicky, like having zombies as your uh, lumberjack, as your lumberjacks, or something that actually exposes some of the secrets of pro wrestling, like showing, um, like the cardboard which Jericho fell through into crash pads, like seeing the crash pad from thirty-two when. Um, Shane McMahon fell off the uh, the Hell in a Cell. Like, that exposes some of the secrets of the business. What's worse? Oh. I thought it was a fairly good question. It is a good question, and I think that's why I'm so hesitant to... Maybe like, that should just be our question of the week next week. Go in a direction. Let us think about it. Do we want to do what? that? Do we want to make that the question next week? Unless you have a question. I don't have one planned for next week. We yeah, can... I think that works. Because okay, well, right now, like, I feel like I could ask myself this question every day for the rest of the, for the next week. And I may have a different answer. Here's the deal. Day. My answer has changed like twice already. Correct. Yeah. Like, because I'll think about it and it's like, like, it's Once goofy and silly, but everybody knows it's kind of fake and stay like, right. It's, it's a really. Yeah, question of the week. It's the trolley car. I I refer to a lot of things going back to like the good place, but like 
Uh, they talk about ethics a lot. And there's a trolley car scenario where you're in a trolley car and the, the, the track splits off into two and you're in control at the end of one lane is one person, you know, and the other is 10 people. You don't, you cannot stop the car. And you have to choose which direction you go. You're going to kill one of the two groups. Oh. Choose to kill the person you know and save 10 people's lives. Or do you kill the 10 people you don't know and save the person you know? Man. Um, Ethics. (laughs) Yeah, that's tough. And it's like, and there's never. Is that from a show? Yeah, well, it's. it was explained was in the good place, but it is also like an actual ethics uh, yeah, morality. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if 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 one would answer that you would you would kill the ten people you don't know, would that make you like a worse person? Like, I like think it's just how you look at. It. And here's the deal: you may not people. you may not like the person that you know. Correct? Like, it could just it's just somebody you know, right? Like, it could be oh, an old shit. high school teacher. Or like the douchebag that works at the Blockbuster Video, <laughs> you know, like he didn't abscond me of all my fees. It could be I that guy. Rewind. Oh man, yeah, that's a uh, that's a tricky question. That's yeah. a freaking tricky. I question. am mowing those ten people down every fucking day. Don't even <laughs> think about it. Ryan's nope. like, without question. Sorry, ten people I don't know. One hundred percent. One hundred percent all the time. Uh, that's think about that person we. We know it could be big uh, BBJ, and that would be trouble. That would be awful. That would be although horrible. she could probably take a trolley shot. <laughs> yeah, I bet she could. She'd be all right. The trolley would come back. Yeah, uh, wow. total. Wow. Oh, wow. The trolley would come Ooh. back total. She's... Um, and again, do you guys you know, have mind uh, rear end? Well, never mind. Jeez. Do you guys have a grade for uh, WrestleMania Backlash? I had it at a... You can just call it Backlash. We can fucking get it. No, it was WrestleMania Backlash. I know what it was called. Did you know that it was the first pay-per-view ever not named WrestleMania (laughs) to have WrestleMania in the name? Was it really? I want want next month to be WrestleMania Hell in a Cell in the worst way. Just for Ryan. Um, I gave it a C-. Devin said he gave it a D. Uh, Good job, Devin. Tim, what did you give? Was it a big D, Devin, or just a regular D? <laughs> There's only one big D. Just a little D. There's only one big D around these parts. Like a D kindergartner would write. Um, I am gonna give it a B. Okay. Because I think that the two matches that the card was based around are like very high A's. And the I did not care for the tag title match. What was the open? I don't even remember what the open was. Oh, uh, the open triple threat. Yeah. You know, Asuka and Charlotte did great. Thank you. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She she couldn't buy freaking chemistry with either of those two. The right magic now. is gone. Like it, it she Rhea Ripley is not the same girl, not the same performer she was last yeah. WrestleMania. No, and it's it's sad. Yeah, the ripples have subsided. Like, is it just is it just a main roster thing? Is it an overproduced thing? Like, I don't. 
Who knows? I don't know I what it, it is. Be, I think it might be an overproduced thing, but yeah, which sucks. Which sucks because she she was great at one point. We've seen it. We know it. Uh, Ryan, what what did you get? I don't even remember what you gave it. it I, I did the math thing like you had done, and I graded each match. That's how I got the C plus. C plus, and uh, in turn, Mark. Well, I really, I really want to give it a D. Oh, hi, Mark. Like, hi, boys. I really like to give uh, a D, but I might, I might have to settle for a C because I did enjoy the main event. Okay. All right, Even I gave it a C minus then. If Matt were here, what would Matt grade it? F. I think Matt would be fine giving this. Oh man, I feel like yeah, I, don't think, I don't think even. No, I don't think you. Like I don't think you would give it an F. I would say. I would well, say Sasha Banks wasn't in it, so obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is an F plus, grade. maybe. I would say. Uh, I'd say D plus. I bet he would give it a D plus. I'm gonna message our group and ask him that, and whenever his new phones come online. And he gets it. I'll, I'll see what he says. Nice. Let's see what. Uh, what so nice. Lucky out there getting that purple iPhone. Well, I guess while you're texting, I think we can get into the uh, wrestler of the week discussions. Well, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Since John Moxley, Cesaro, way before Gargano, there was Savage and Roddy and Saturdays on NBC. These five guys on Facebook are gonna take a hard look. Freak on Thursday brings to you. Wrestler, wrestler, wrestler on the week. So Matt, what a yeah, jam! I, think I just saw that. Matt gave the show a B. Yeah, a B. Is that a typo? So yeah. I officially, I, I think I gave okay, the show his the phone worst. Might still be acting up. <laughs> yeah, I, think it, it's still, uh, I gave the show the worst grade. Wow, yeah, that's They're new. Good, we've we've. We've broached new territory here. Welcome Big to Jim, AEW WrestleMania Backlash. Big there Jim's a scaredy pants and does, is afraid of zombies. And I am. That's so fair. That's fair. I didn't sleep well he on doesn't Sunday like night. the haunted house. All right. Does anybody um, want to start us you off? Know, I'm so proud of myself. I did all my homework before the show. All of it. I'd love to start. Go, Go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. I, I, I think I was the last one to actually send it in the group chat. I though. think you were, but that's okay. That's all right. Go ahead. So my first one, uh, uh, you have to go back to WrestleMania Backlash many, many days ago um, for my number one pick. That is Roman Reigns. I don't think Roman Reigns um, has ever looked tougher in his defeat of Cesaro. Um, I think we did see some cracks maybe in Roman's game. But uh, for Roman to still overcome them and, and win by a technical knockout, or submission. I forget exactly how they determined it. It um, it's listed as technical submission. A technical okay, a technical submission of Cesaro. <laughs> you got to trust Wikipedia. Um, he is absolutely number one. Just what a beast. Number two, um, to keep with the theme of like, if you win a championship, you should probably end up on this list, unless you're the Mysterios. Um. Uh, <laughs> Is, is Bronson <laughs> Reed from NXT uh, when he beat John Gargano. What what an amazing match that was. I think that was uh, – I think we've seen Reed kind of coming out of his shell here recently. So uh, it was really, really good to see Bronson Reed be able to beat Johnny Gargano, picking up the North American Championship 
uh, a championship that Johnny Gargano held for 163 days. Um, you'd have to go back to TakeOver War Games, actually. TakeOver War Games when War Johnny Gargano... War Games! War Games! War Games! War Games! Yeah, so that is where he had had it. That, um, that match back at uh, War Games. In War Games! War Games! War Games! War Games! I mean, I'm sorry. It was a triple threat match um, with Leon Ruff and Damian Priest. Um, that's when Johnny Gargano won it again. That was a 163-day reign mm-hmm. for the North American Championship. Um, there was something. Tim, how was it? We There was War Games. War games! War games! War games! War games! I said it. I said it wrong again. Right. How did how? You flip them, I think. No, that wasn't right. WG war? No, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember WG. Was it Game Wars? Games! War games! War Games! 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 We have fun front and back covered, huh? <laughs> Shit. Wasn't that a Black Sabbath song? War Games. Oh, he said it, he said it again! War Games! War Games! War Games! War Games! War games. Please I feel like it was War Pigs. War Pigs, that was the oh, one. Pigs! pigs. <laughs> war Pigs! War Pigs! War Pigs! <laughs> You might as well mark war that pigs. down as a as a sound grab for us, Jim. I'll say war pigs every fucking week to hear Tim say that. <laughs> Wrestlers uh. gathered in their bathrooms. <laughs> so stupid. So dumb. Uh, okay, right. I'm sorry. We we we. <laughs> oh boy. Well, we can move um, on. <laughs> uh, Cesaro is my number three. Uh, I've never seen somebody establish themselves in defeat as much as Cesaro did. Um, I think uh, his stock his stock rose even in a loss uh, because we did see Cesaro um, maybe break away a little bit at some of the uh, armor that is Roman Reigns in what was an absolute banger of a match is on my match of the year excuse me um, a list for at the you're end. Right, getting you're getting choked up <clears throat> I'm a little, choking a little bit I am a little I know it's an emotional. It's an it emotional really situation. Ryan hasn't been that choked up since uh, the War Games match last year. In War Games! War Games! War Games! War Games! Mark, you can't say it that way. You have to say Game Wars so Jim doesn't play the clip. Games! War Games! War Games! War Games! Tim, you want to go next? Tim, I've been sitting on that the entire show. I knew it was coming. <laughs> we talked about this on the Tuesday show, right in the middle of the show, knowing you wouldn't watch it. So the the it was, we, it, was it was set up. It was out it in was the open there the whole time. Tim won't watch. Tim. Tim won't watch or listen to this. We could talk about this with with the with the people right now. You remember the part in the podcast, the beginning of the show, where. I said that I loved you guys. Uh-oh. That didn't take long. Oh. <clears throat> we're on a break, Tim. Oh, we're What'd on a permanent hiatus is what we're oh, on. Oh, no. Uh, so my big three, uh, 
it's very much the same across the board. Uh, number one, obviously, the big dog, the head of the table, the ooh man, Mr. Ooh-ah-ah, the, uh, the head of the, the whole, the end-all, be-all. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns. Number two, big thick boy, Bronson Reed doing the thing. Uh, where He's I a differ, real big dude. This real big dude. Uh, my number three. Uh, anyone who beats Randy Orton and the WWE champion on the same night gets uh, gets some top billing. And I'm sorry, Rey Mysterio, you rekindling some old magic of being the underdog who can beat up everybody. Um, it got snuffed out by Kofi Mania again. Uh, Kofi Kingston being my number three selection. Intern Mark, you want to give yours? You want me to give mine? Well, I'm good because I remember them right now. Good, good. Yeah, let's roll with that. Couple minutes. I don't want to make Tim any any matter. Poor Tim, he's upset. We might get back together yet. We might. Um, so number one, I had that large dog, Roman Reigns, for all the reasons you boys spoke of. I think he's uh, he's reaching the peak of his career here. Is uh, he's making it happen? I'm liking it a lot. The head of the table. And then at number two, I had uh, I had uh, Charles Bronson or Robert Reed, Bronson Reed. He, uh, I'll be honest with you, I was not a fan of his until this match, and that made me like him even more. I thought he put on a great show, great match. I I I, I officially like uh, Bronson Reed. I like him. Good. And and uh, third. I have uh, Cesaro. Um, yeah, I thought, uh, like uh, Smokey was saying, uh, Cesaro come in, uh, even in losing, it raised the stock. Kind of like uh, when Johnny Gargano won the at NXT uh, North American title at War Games 168 days ago. In War Games! War Games! War Games! War Games! just pulled up the screen and the picture of shane mcmahon popped me it's it's so good <laughs> it's so ridiculous like i just i occasionally look over and i just see it and i'm like that's so, can i give matt's picks really quick yeah go ahead all right so matt's picks keep watching the screen boys it's really funny okay well, uh, so, so, so matt's picks shit i just lost it hold on uh, go back i'm going back <laughs> i'm not good at this full screen full screen um so Matt took uh, Roman Reigns at first, Bronson Reed second, and of course Kofi Kingston third. Uh, not much variety uh, this this week in the regards of the picks of the week. But I thought we were going to gimmick his picks to say Sasha Banks one, two, and three. But that's cool. <laughs> no, but it was more just to get a full sized picture of so great. Of, what an awful picture of him! Like let's just break down. Uh, him i wonder if i can get like a i, I can't oh. put my cursor on it but i love that it says matt and his twitter account yeah this, this is absolutely him 100 percent, matt it looks just like him looks yeah just like him after reading dominoes yeah oh i mean that's definitely what i look like after eating dominoes now, let's be honest that's what i look like after eating a salad i mean Fair. it just doesn't matter i put anything in this body and it just sweaty bloated uh, my three, um, so dumb. 
Number one, uh, Roman Reigns. Um, it, that one's pretty easy. Number two, um, Bronson Reed. Yeah, you beat a guy who hasn't uh, lost that title since a certain match at a certain show 168 days ago. And number three, I'm with Tim, uh, Kofi Kingston. Yeah, you 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 pin uh, you pin Randy Orton and uh, and Mr. Lashley uh, on the uh, on the same night. Um, that's you're, you're doing pretty good for yourself. And, and you're, you're kind of right back in, in, cause like, I feel like if you would have asked the question is, is Kofi in the, can he get back into the main event picture or will he, the answer probably would have been no. And then in one show, um, you feel like he's right there. So, uh, Kofi Kingston definitely, uh, definitely is number three, uh, on my list as well. So Tim, where does that leave us for the week and, uh, for the year so far? So as we go into, uh, week six, uh, wrestler of the week this week, uh, first time so far, having a unanimous first place vote is Roman Reigns, earning all 25 of 25 points. Uh, second, earning as many second place votes as you can get, uh, Bronson Reed at 15 points. And then because we split the baby, Kofi Kingston is third and Cesaro is fourth. And that's literally everyone we voted for this week. With the wrestler of the year standings, it is exactly the same as it was last week, except Roman Reigns has now jumped ahead another 10 points. So with 27 points on the year so far, Roman Reigns, uh, second place with all 10s. Uh, we've got Miro, Bianca Belair, Kenny Omega, and Cool Cow. Oh, shit. Where is it? Oh, 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 O'Reilly. And Cesaro slowly creeping up, adding another point to his total, now getting up to nine. Uh, so the top six uh, still right where they wa- were, but Roman Reigns is, is starting to take a very, very early lead. <laughs> I love that button. Nice if, uh, I would sponsor the show. Freaking love that button. It would be nice. It would be nice, but uh, that's it for this week's Wrestler of the Week standings. Since John Moxley, Cesaro, way before Gargano, there was Savage and Roddy, and Saturdays on NBC. These five guys on Facebook are gonna take a hard look. Recount Thursday brings to you the Wrestler, Wrestler, Wrestler of the Week. We're not gonna go right in. To question of the week this week we're, we're kind of at the halfway point so let's uh let's pause here let's hear from our sponsors let's hear from our networks and uh and when we come back we'll have question of the week we'll have a few other topics we'll get to the news and much more stick with us three count thursday live promotional consideration paid for by the following Recount Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. 
Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook, NGSC Sports. We never stop. Are you looking for a place to listen to your favorite music and sports? Look no further. WLSN, the Lieb Sports and Music Network, is a web-based music and sports network. Our network was created to provide authentic, high-energy entertainment through live streaming to a national audience. We play popular music while hosting podcasts from all over the world. Curious? Check us out on the web at LeapSports.com. That's L-E-E-I-B sports.com. Or find us on the TuneIn Radio app. Got Alexa? Just say, Alexa, play WLSN on TuneIn. WLSN is America's number one blog-themed sports and music network. Welcome back, Freak Out Thursday, May the 20th, 2021, Facebook.com slash Three Count Thursday. And uh, make sure you're subscribed to our show, all podcast platforms, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast. Basically, if you can find a podcatcher that we're not on, let us know. We'll make sure it's up there, but I'm pretty sure we're on uh, on all of them. And uh, you can subscribe to us on YouTube, all the podcasts, and uh, go to threecountthursday.com. Check out our networks. And uh, we have a, hold on, I got to, uh, stop that. We have a, the three count question of the week this week. And I, I, I honestly wish I could tell you where this question came from, but I have no clue. It, it came to me. I wrote it down <laughs> and I have, I have, I don't really remember where it came from, but here it is. Uh, If you were starting a brand new pro wrestling Hall of Fame, not a WWE Hall of Fame, not the any other possibly existing Hall of Fame, if you were starting a brand new one, who would your five first inductees be? Your let's call it the first class. Five inductees, first class of a brand new wrestling Hall of Fame. Does anybody want to start us off? This is for 2021. If you're starting a Hall of Fame class. If if you're start yeah if you're if you you've built from the ground up you found a building, and actually so we are beating the WWE to a brick and mortar Hall of Fame. Sure, hundred percent. Is there any actual physical building wrestling Hall of Fames? Or I feel is, like there is it all just like virtual? Cauliflower the Alley. Cauliflower Club? Alley might be one. Yeah, I thought they. Okay. Had one yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then isn't there a guy in Lidditz that has a little, like, Hall of Fame thing in his house? Joey Wells? Oh, no. Never mind. That's something totally different. That's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is that what it is? That's okay. Yeah, Joey, yeah, moved, Joey Wells. From, one of Bill Haley's comets. To, to Lidditz. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. But uh, does anybody want to start us off? Yeah, I'll go. I've got, uh, I hope you have sound effects queued up for all of these because I made them all sound effect worthy. Okay. Go ahead. Number one wrestler, The Undertaker. 
<laughs> Love that sound effect. Um, and the rest are just horseshit because I didn't know what else we had. Uh, so Chris Jericho. Stupid idiot. Otis. Uh, find it, find one, find one. Oh, yes. The Red Scorpion. Yeah, now he didn't literally raise him. And Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Oh, boy. Thank, thank you for that, Ryan. Oh, and the special role, Red Heart. Can't enter my Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'll be darned. There's no, there's no, there's no ramps for him to roll up. Oh, come on! Not cool. Come on, man. Mm. All right, I'll let him roll in, but I'll take the ramp away, and he has to bounce down. Yikes! It's only like four steps. They're concrete. He'd, he'd survive. So hurtful. Yeah. He's gonna get a concussion. <laughs> Again, yep. All right. Wow. Now, who's next? Tim, Mark. You, you know, I'll go next. Go ahead. Good luck beating mine. So I'm actually going to cheat a little. Okay. Don't do it. And I'm actually not going to pick like a full wrestling Hall of Fame. I'm going to create oh, sorry. first ever Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Oh. Okay. All right. So my first five inductees would be Carrie Silken, mm-hmm. Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson, Christopher Dickle. Daniels, and the Briscoe Brothers. Oh, nice. Nice. That's that's yeah, a good one. I like that. I forgot I actually had a Daniel Bryan sounder. Fickle! <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no i like that one because I, I feel like if you if you're doing like a regular wrestling hall of fame like everyone's gonna pick the same like, right like i'm right, my flair, my rick flair hulk hogan andre the giant uh hey, vince my mcmahon no i didn't have vince get my other two and i won't even have to say them uh brett hard no brett didn't make my five no, actually brett okay. his top five jeez uh well, who did we say so that? far is one a tag team? No, no. All singles. No, you had Hulk, Hulk, Rick, and Andre. Hulk, uh, oh yeah, Hulk, Rick, Andre. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold. Who? Stone yeah. Cold, Steve Austin. Yep, that's and four. John Cena. And nope. You put a woman in China. I, I did not. I, I did not. China. China. Uh, China. Uh, there it is. What? Give me what a hint. Same era as Austin. Probably his biggest foil. The Rock. The Rock. There's my five. Oh, cool. Mark, what about you? China. Um, I had. uh, had, No, this is for the MPWA Hall of Fame, right? This is for the MPWA Hall of Fame. Now, this is for the uh, LCW Hall of Fame. I also had the. uh, (laughs) Actually, I didn't have the Red Scorpion, but now you mentioned that, it sounds like a good idea. If I did local, I'd probably do the Red Scorpion and uh, Andy Weinberg would be in there and probably Laszlo. <laughs> but someone with a little more natural or world, if you will, world known. Uh, and his birthday was just yesterday. I got I went with Andre the Unbelievable Giant. 
Loper they call him the eighth wonder of the world. And then uh, I went with one of the best talkers in the business. And uh, the creator of that match uh, was big in the NWA War Games, uh, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. In War Games! War Games! War Games! War Games! Mark, you have to say it backwards, dude. Game War. You're goddamn kidding Games! Walk! Games! Walk! Games! Walk! They call it the American Dream, baby. <laughs> Jim, you sound like that cartoon dog. He sounds like Laughing. Muttley. That's Muttley, is that his the name, dog. Muttley? Kind of, his name is Muttley. You would know that. It's uh, Snidely Whiplash's... Uh, Sidekick, I think, is uh, the the master, if you will, the brains. And Mudley wore a scarf. Didn't he have a scarf, a red scarf on him? Sure. Is Mudley in your Hall of Fame? He should be, but he didn't make the cut. I have Matilda in there instead. The red scarf. I just keep seeing the red scorpion, like in drag with the scarf. With the scarf he breaks my back. So I think you gave two so far, Mark. Yeah, I had uh, Andre the Giant. He was never in a War Games match that I know of. Uh, Just Dusty stop! Rhodes. <laughs> Will you stop? And uh, I have, uh, of course, you got to have Hulk Hogan in there. <laughs> and I had Bruno, Bruno San Martino, the living legend. Well, used to be the living legend. <clears throat> and uh, Ric Flair would be my be my pick good good can we let's let's see if we can if we can figure out who matt um you, you know uh rick flair was in a lot of uh, those matches will you the, stop the 60 minute broadway matches oh, I'm talking about. he was in there. a lot of those he wasn't a lot of those yeah uh-huh. i think matt I think would have is. um well he'd have he'd have shane mcmahon right i mean we know he'd have Here comes the money. that'd be his number one uh, now I don't, Matt. I've never heard Matt talk about Shawn Michaels much. He would have, no. he would have Shane. I know he would have know. Nikki Bella, Natalia. Natalia would be his Natalia for third. Sure. Uh, Actually, probably Natalia and Tamina. That as a tag team, he would probably put them yeah. together. Okay. So yeah, they argue they go in together. Yeah, they would Sasha go in together. Vance. I mean, Matt, but not Sasha. Matt, no, no <laughs> certainly not. Um, Matt loves to play hard in the paint. He'd probably have the Usos. Both Usos for sure. So that's that's th- uh, that's three. He's uh, cheating, but we gotta let him go. It's okay. Tag I mean, team. tag teams go in, so um, yeah, yeah. Huh? That's tough. Yes, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, can we? Would he say Nikki Bella? I mean, I know he doesn't like Brie at all, at all. So Nikki really Bella, that would be four. He does love women's wrestling, so I mean, he's got it's Tamina and Natalia. He's got Marie. Nikki Bella. Um, Is it too early for him to put even Brie in there? Maybe. I, I mean, he loves. What Pris- he does what love he, Priscilla Kelly. What did he think about uh, Great Kali says? Oh, Great Kali's not an awful choice. He, although you could make an argument, she goes in with Natty as like the whole fart brigade. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. But, but Tamina wasn't if you're trying part of to that. squeeze more in. Wait, would Bret she Hart make it this out. list? Um, oh boy! Oh, would, maybe would Bret Hart make the list. I think Bret would be his five. 
because yeah. be he really doesn't like Shawn Michaels. And, and you know, if you look at those two, they're always connected. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I think Brett would be his hard. five. So it's it's Shane, uh, Natty and Tamina, Nikki Bella, the Brett, Usos. The Usos and Bret Hart. Yeah. Yep. That's, right. that's you definitely. You know what? Maybe not both Usos, just the one that throws the towel. That's Jimmy. <sighs> that is Maybe Jimmy. Maybe just Jimmy Uso. That is Jimmy. That is definitely yeah. Jim. Jay's nobody's bitch, and Matt loves that shirt. No, J- Jim is nobody's. Jimmy bitch. is nobody's bitch. Jay is the right hand man. Is the right hand? Yeah, J- yeah. Jay is Mister Right Hand. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Consider so. me wrong. I, they look alike. Do they? Are they twins? They might no. be twinsies. <laughs> but a lot of people think they are, but they're not. They're cousins. Just cousins. Yes. Like Patty Duke. Oh boy. Like who? <laughs> why, why? Why did you ask that question? Have to, why did you do it, right? I had to stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shut it that, down. Uh, that Patty Duke show. Remember that one? Patty nope. Duke had nope. Nobody does. I don't the, know, did Patty Desi Duke ever make an appearance on the Brady Bunch? No, but Desi Arnaz Jr. did. And Davy Jones from the Monkees. Remember that one when uh, he took no. Marshall to the prom? No, I don't. Bobby! Oh, my God. That was a clip. Bobby! 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 I might have to jump off here. I think yeah, Bobby. I think Bobby, Bobby already jumped off. Yeah, I think Bob, Bob, Bobby. Bobby, Bobby already Bobby. jumped. Have you guys ever seen the episode where Bobby and Cindy got lost? But in Bobby, Canada? this. <laughs> I know. I watched that the... little uh, that little Indian boy. They called him. I watched the fo- I watched the follow up episode where they uh, scraped Bobby off the bottom of the Grand Canyon with a spatula. <laughs> Bobby, man. Now, Cindy, here's your brother, Bobby, and there's your brother, Bobby, and there's your brother, Bobby, and there's your brother, Bobby, and over there, that coyote's eating part of your brother, Bobby. That's a shame. Uh, that is... The coyote first went for... It sounds, like, it sounds like something. Uh, Bobby falling off the Grand Canyon sounds like something they would try to do with, like, a tournament of death or something. It certainly does. It certainly does. Um, but, yeah, those are... Uh, I like what you tried to do there, Tim. It's just not the it's not the order. It's unfortunately for tonight. I have a no, feeling. No, no. We'll get we'll get to there. Do we ever do anything the, in order around I loved, here? I loved I loved the the segue but, uh, there. The whole damn thing is out of order. But let's let's let's. Continue. You know what's really funny about those tournament of deaths? Let's talk about kayfabe, right? Right, right. That's where we're gonna go. So this was a discussion <laughs> we were trying to get to this last week. We ran out of time, but um, I think it may somewhat kind of fit together even with the with the zombie thing and all of that stuff from this week but it particularly came from um charlie friend of the show hope he got a new tire for his car um but when after the blood and guts match there was uh, jericho released a podcast uh, like the day after or the the monday after or something like that and it was about how the idea and how the match was put together and all of this. And, and Charlie brought up the idea of, of, of kayfabe and, and, you know, that, that it basically just, you know, pulls the curtain up by, by doing a podcast like that. And I think I had responded to him that, I mean, it, I, I think it's kind of been dead for a very long time. But even if you, even if you tried to, to even try to have it, have a place in today's wrestling if you are on social media if you listen to wrestling podcasts you know how how 
isn't that veil lifted by those means anyway? Because wrestlers on social media, with some exceptions like MJF, um, they they don't live the gimmick on social media. You know, like a lot of them even have their regular names, not their superstar, you know, or, or, or wrestling names. So does kayfabe have a have a place in today's wrestling should it have a place in today's wrestling like how you know how far should it go because to me you know at 36 years old i i know the deal i i know that it's a show i know that um you know that that the the characters that are being portrayed are not the person that's portraying them no different than um you know, Elliot Stabler is a character on Law and Order, um, organized crime, and formerly SVU. So, great like, show. love it, great show. Um, but those are characters. Like, if I meet with Christopher Maloney, I believe is his real name. Yeah, sounds right. If I meet him on the streets of New York, I, I'm not. Do I expect Elliot Stabler? You know what I mean? It, like, I. SVU and all of the, their TV shows. Wrestling's a TV show. So how how far do you take the kayfabe line? Should kayfabe exist today? See, the problem is there needs to be some level of kayfabe because I feel like at the core of professional wrestling, you need to be able to suspend your believability and enjoy this product. There, And the reason I say at the core of pro wrestling, because there's not independent law and order shows running around locally where you can go and watch a live episode of you know, Warwick Township version of <laughs> law and order at like the I community just, we, we just stumbled upon a YouTube series right <laughs> um, you know I, there, I don't know why people get so tied up on this with pro wrestling Kayfabe or not, you, you need to. I think it's a believability thing, and you need to be able to turn that off. Like you said with the SVU, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is not really dead at the end of Infinity War. Um, spoiler alert. Um, Thanks, Brian. You know, sorry, I ruined it again. Uh, things, you know, but for you to believe pro wrestling, you need to believe in some of it. I enjoy the athleticism. You need to believe champions matter. They're just props. You know, it's, you know, so you have to believe in some things, but I don't think it needs to be kayfabe the way I think the question was presented. Did that make any sense or am I just speaking in a circle? It Okay. I, I yeah, no, I, I think so. I think what you're saying is like, you need to believe in the characters. You need to believe in, in like a, a strength of a performer but I, I don't think you necessarily need to believe but that you know it's a work. Like you like don't need everybody to. Everybody knows it's a work. You don't need to believe that Mark from Texas is really a dead guy. Correct. Like you know he's playing a character, but like h- how? So then, what's the problem for Mark from Texas to step off and be like, "This was a really good show," or Chris from Winnipeg, you know, saying like, "This is how we put this match together." Yeah, I mean, like... Because I, once you know it's a work, kayfabe's dead. Yeah. You know, the heart yeah. is all of it, but you need to you need to suspend that while you choose to enjoy it. The hundreds and thousands and millions of people do it for television all the time. There's yeah. not many reality shows out there other than 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> that, that's real. 
<laughs> that is yeah. a real person. Right. Like you you like yeah, when when you tune into, you know, an Iron Man movie, you need to believe in Iron Man. But you right. know that that he is not like Tony Stark is a character. And Iron Man is a character. So that has to be believable. I don't know anything about that, but sure. I mean you you, you did bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> Brought what up? Stark. Iron Man. Ricky Starks. Ricky Stark. Rick- that's that AEW guy, Zoe. right, Mark? It's that Zoe, guy. Zoe Starks. Zoe Starks. <laughs> yes, Tim. And Zoe, not not Ricky. Ricky Skaggs. Yes, Tim. Save us, really Tim Taylor. I will try. We'll try here. Yeah, uh, yeah kayfabe is like totally dead. Um. But I feel like there's room for something like kayfabe. Like, it may not be exactly like we don't know what is like, we know the real life stuff, but now it's more of like kayfabe is now controlling what you post and like what gets out about yourself and kind of leaning into that side of you where before nobody was supposed to know who you are. And now you get to tell people who you are explicitly like what and what now the other side of that coin is obviously like if people actually know you, and the truth that you try to tell is different from the truth that other people know. Um, then you run into issues or not issues, but situations like speaking out and you run into things like that, where you create this effigy of yourself. That's, that's super pristine and clean and, and great. And then somebody else knows the real you and like ah he's cheap and he doesn't tip or like whatever like that's um <laughs> so they'll tell you that about right yeah <laughs> and uh so i think that there's room for something like it but we'll never be able to put toothpaste back in the tube and let me be honest i, I really think kayfabe is important uh at an independent wrestling show when the boys are like warming up in the ring and the promoter's like, hey guys, kayfabe, let's go. We're opening doors in five. Sure. Because those are like the young fans that are coming to indie wrestling shows that still have that glimmer of like, this is real. And that's the part of like the fandom that we need to hook to ensure that there are fans 10 years, 15 years sure. down the road. I mean, we've, yeah, we've, we've seen that, you know, that's we've, when it's important. We've seen the, the yeah. switch get flipped. You know, the guys are goofing around They're They're having, you know, they're getting ready for the show and then, Hey, doors are opening and then it's right. That's when then it's important. Sh- that's showtime. Right. And I think, I think that part, cause there is oddly enough, I do think that there's a lot of stuff that even though like, the smart fan knows wrestling. There's some stuff they don't know. Sure. Let me be totally honest with you. Uh, this happened a couple of years ago at a, at a Lancaster championship. And if you guys are local to the Lancaster area, you'll know uh, exactly the incident I was talking about. 
Um, but this involved uh, the Red Scorpion. And um, he raked my back. Uh, and, and Rob Noxious. Yeah, no, he didn't literally rake him. Um, at like an intermission. Uh, it, 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 it was it was wonderful. It really, really was. There's uh, a count of it on, and I think it even be. It's on our. We have it on it our, our YouTube is channel. It our YouTube yeah. channel. We'll find it. Uh, we'll post it up on our Facebook page. But it was it was a wonderful moment of like, hey, it's intermission. Go meet the guys. They are in between kind of characters, but you can walk up to the bad guy and get the autograph. You know what I mean? At any right. intermission. Um, and these guys like put on a show to end the intermission like tables got flipped they were shouting fans thought it was real uh the security was like in on it i think we were in on it because we were supposed to tape it but uh, i i was a br- a br- i was rolling camera on that a brilliant moment of like oh this is real holy cow and you just don't see anything like that but it was so raw i think rob was saying something about the red scorpion's mother or something like that mm-hmm. uh, it, it was it was a great great moment it ended up like building into the show and ultimately like building to like a cage match between these guys. So kudos. Uh, I know we, you know, poke fun at like the end of the LCW time and things like that, but it was a really, really cool uh, moment. And uh, I don't know if we ever even talked to the red scorpion or Rob about that, but uh, that was, that was really, really cool. Yeah. And, and I mean, it was, it was really, that was was real. It was interesting for me because I, I was the person that was, recording it and the instruction i was given was make it you know make it look like you're catching you know as it's starting you're like rolling a a phone camera so i had to be ready with a camera but not ready with a camera so like i know it's coming i'm i'm trying to you know and i like you know you see it in you know like a chicago pd show or something where you have you have people they're watching a situation from a distance and you're waiting so i'm and right you know when it started then it was like boom and yeah it it it, kudos to everybody involved on that and again yeah we'll we'll find the link we'll post it up but yeah it it was it was so well done and everybody thought it because i remember people talking after the show because i think they they kicked both of them out you know that the both of them were thrown out for the night and and i think they left well like, rob, rob did them. i think i think scorpion then because we did an interview with him after the fact where we talked to him about it um at like yeah, they didn't leave out of you know like a you know i i was hanging and it was that was a night when it was like minus six degrees it was like a winter show so like i was standing out back of the you know of, of the, the the arena and I was, Squirt was coming back to get his shit. So I'm like freezing my, you know, we're freezing our ass off filming this damn thing. But, you know, it was, it was, yeah, I just, that, that was cool. And at that level, um, you know, yeah, it has to be believable. Like a question I, I wrote down and Mark will, I will obviously get to your thoughts on this too, but um, like some, something like, uh, cause I remember this December in, in your house, 1995 Hershey Park arena, we went to Christmas Candy Lane beforehand, my dad, my brother, my cousin, and I. And there was a, a point, um, oh, uh, Mark, you probably know where it is, near where the old uh, carousel was, 
where you could go there's a there's a wooden fence that looks towards like the parking area behind Hershey Park Arena. That's where obviously the wrestlers would park because it was the entrance to the locker rooms were right there. So we had gone and we had we were looking through the fence to um to see if we could see any any wrestlers arriving to the building and um Undertaker and Paul Bear were arriving at the show. Now the Undertaker wasn't in like full like the, his his gear, but like he was he he wasn't Mark from Texas. He was the Undertaker in a Canadian tuxedo. So, and I like I mean I was I was 10 years old and I like I will I still remember him getting out of his car and he was still the Undertaker. So like he wasn't necessarily in gimmick, he was in character. Like do you think it's something where even now with smart fans and internet fans and everybody has a camera and this and that, like should guys arrive to the building at the very least in character? Or do you think that like that's passé in 2021? No. I th- I would think they need to be they, they would need to be ready to be in character. Gotcha. I don't think they I, I think we're past the point where you always have to be on, but you have to be ready. Because you don't know and I guess this goes back to like the conversation of like um is kayfabe dead or not? And because because that line is drawn, there's also like some fans that are cool and some fans that are not cool. Yeah, I got you. And if you're cool, maybe you tone it down a little bit, and maybe you're more Mark. You're you're more Mark from Texas than you are Undertaker. But if you're a dude who's just trying to come by and like get stuff signed and you're bombarding and like you're asking bombarding people at Mark, uh, airports, Mark, Mark questions, right? Like, where's your flight from? Where'd you get your rental car? Right. Who trained you? Yeah. <laughs> like, how tall are you? Yeah. You could like, have a dream match. Like, if you start talking to them like you're interviewing them like as a member of like the TMZ news crew, then like you're going to get treated. You're going to talk to the undertaker. You're not going to talk to Mark from Texas. Right. And I think Ryan made an excellent point in that. I know the one place kayfabe lives is the independence. I think as you start to get mainstream, there's just too many wackadoos who try to look up every like, and well, not even the wackadoos, but it's like internet wrestling in general. Like with internet and the wrestling fans is like, they will see somebody they like, for example, like they'll look up, they'll watch AEW and see a whole bunch of people they've never seen before. Right. And they start to go down the rabbit hole and they find like where they used to wrestle and they find all the other names that they used to wrestle under. And then they start cross-referencing that. And then it gets to the point where, like, you're at a wrestling show and you start calling. Like, for example, to make it sports-related, uh, I'm a, I'm an Atlanta Braves fan. 
one of the best baseball players ever played for the Atlanta Braves is a man by the name of Chipper Jones. Mm-hmm. Chipper's first name isn't Chipper. Well, I'll be darned. It's Larry. Larry? I never knew that. His fu- I, I didn't know that either. I mean, I didn't Larry. know fucking yeah. Larry. Chipper Jones's real first name is Larry. So fans who think they know Chipper Jones will scream from the stands, Larry! <laughs> Larry! It, but he doesn't go by Larry. He's Chipper. It's Chipper Jones. And is that where the Impractical Jokers got it? probably <laughs> that's, what, that's what i was thinking so it's very much the same like y- you know a wrestler you may know somebody's real name but like i don't have to respond to it call me by the name i want you to call me you ain't gonna get nothing from me until then i mean what's nice is that a podcast like this we don't you know have to kayfabe anything um you know, or anything. So we get we, we shoot you straight. Everything's true here. We don't we don't lie about anything. Tim's and a big the, softy. He loves everybody. Yeah. Jim is what he is. Mark's actually a real intern. <laughs> These are all real things. Yeah, and like, and and the and the thing is too is like we're we know what we shouldn't talk about. Yeah, or like things that like. We give you. Is there things you think we should never talk about on the show? Because I feel like we could probably get away talking about almost anything. I think that there's not a topic we could talk about, but I'm I'm sure that we. It's kind of like uh, journalistic integrity. It's like you may know the entire story of something. That's fair. All right. All right. And right. you, in order to not incriminate yourself or your That's source fair. or whatever, you if you know, you know, everything. sort of deals. Yeah, you kind of like lean into not knowing yeah like hey real rumble friday and saturday it's gonna be real great there's two movies on friday and two movies on saturday and i only know one of them (laughs) sure yeah exactly yeah you only know one of them yeah i'll I'll, I'll find out the other one for you i (laughs) wink wink i only know one of them I got you covered, Tim. Right. I'll figure it out for you. I appreciate it. (laughs) I'm guessing it's a Roddy Piper movie. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. The The wrestler. Roddy Piper. Oh, I thought you said Mickey Rourke. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, what's your thought? Do you think kayfabe has a place today or something, something like kayfabe? Not necessarily. I mean, obviously you are older than the rest of us. So, so you. Or. Have you ever had a waitress named Kay or anything like that to take us on a tangent? <laughs> I've never heard yeah. of her. I don't know her. I've never heard yeah, of her. There was a, there was a Kay that used to work. Um, I think she, I can't remember if she was at the Eaton Park or on uh, Oregon Pike or the Denny's on Columbia Avenue, third shift. And she was all right. You know, nice enough, but not real personable. Better than Flossie, though. My God, I'd take her any day over Flossie. Freaking Flossie at Columbia Avenue, Denny's. I was talking to Don Hutchinson about Flossie again. She was, you want to talk about uh, uh, waitress. Flossie was, uh, first of all, it looked like she came from the graveyard, working the graveyard shift, that poor woman. Terrible. I remember the one time my friend Sean Fegley had to eat his eggs with his hands because Flossie never brought him utensils. He's eating scrambled eggs with his hands. 
Sean, if you're listening, I know you remember that. <laughs> we just came down from bowling at Leisure Lanes that night. And that was the night I, I rolled a turkey and Jim Axemaker fell on the floor right there at lane 22. Oh, my God, turkey tits. That was, uh, was, I, it was in the 10th frame. I had I had the double. And Jim says, if he gets the turkey, I'm going to just, that's going to be the end of him. Sure enough, I turkeyed. Jim Axemaker hits the floor. We went down to Denny's, had a good time. What were we talking about again? I, I ask myself the exact same question almost every Thursday around okay. this time. So now, Mark, the, let's K-fape let's shoot. let's break kayfabe here. Are those real people that you know, or did you just make up those names on the spot? No, no, they're all real. Okay, I I've known Sean Fegley since uh, kindergarten. Double lives in Lancaster. No, oh, I didn't. I didn't need their backstory. I just wanted to know if they were real or not. Oh, yeah, also, may I also yeah. ask another question? Go ahead, Tim. All of the people from Hershey Park who are uh, from out of the country that you make friends with, do you actually learn their names, or do you just assign stereotypical names that may go with where you think they're from? Like, ah, I met a friend at the arcade. His name is Gustavo. And then you actually talk to him, and he goes, "My name is Leon." So no, they, uh, no, they're real. The real names. Um, and I'll give you a quick background. There's Tammy. Tammy's down in Columbia. There's a large group of kids from Columbia, not the Arpin and Lancaster County. I'm talking about the country in South America, where Shakira's we, uh, we got, from, I think. Yeah, Shakira. Yeah, her they have a lot by. of coffee down there. They got and a lot of coffee. There's uh, Dommies down there, Tammy. Um, Juliana, little uh, little Mo with the gimpy all... leg. The uh... and then if you go over to uh, Jordan, Reem is from Jordan. She's right now she's living in England with her sister. Uh, we communicate on uh, Instagram a good bit. She's very upset about what's going on in Israel. Uh, Batul, I have two friends named Batul. Both are from Jordan. They're very upset about what's going on in Israel. Uh, it's unique to see their perspective. And did you see all the turmoil going on in Colombia? I had no idea. I didn't know. Until Juliana posted about it on her Facebook. But it's horrendous. But yeah, they're real Columbia people. is beautiful this time of year, though, I've heard. Uh, it's a gorgeous place. Honestly, it is. It's but right next to it. What the of, uh, hell is even that? There's a lot of civil unrest there right now in particular parts of Colombia. That's very unfortunate. It is. And I didn't realize Dami was Colombian until I went in and I wished him a happy Cinco de Mayo at Moe's, the one Cinco de Mayo. He had no idea what I was talking about. He does now. His name's Carlos, but he had a name tag that said Dami. To me, he's always Dami, but he's really Carlos. Also <laughs> in Colombia. Super nice guy. They're on my Instagram. If you ever look through my Instagram, friends. Who the hell is me. this? Go ahead. Plug your Instagram, Mark. Get some more followers. It's uh, it's just my name, Mark Cottonstein. I've got I have uh, no 11, idea 000, who that is. 11,400 posts. This this week, I you post a lot. I think that's also the total number of combined days that he's never missed at at Hershey Park and uh, the Green Dragon and Roots and Boy. everything else. Right? I don't I'm think sorry, so, Tim. The light. It was a great day. I'd like so, to get eleven thousand four hundred weeks in a row where we win at trivia, like we won uh, trivia last night here at Funky Town Brewing. What he doesn't tell you is he's the only team playing. Didn't even get an invite. Are you serious? Hey, Tim would have come music. up from Virginia or wherever the fuck he lives. <laughs> There's come no on up. Way. I'm driving an hour. 
<laughs> Dude, it's worth the They got good wings. They got good wings. Okay, Dude, wings. well, got I got fries. I got a nice bed. All right. They got uh, it's Funk Eat Down Brewing. Mark, That's are great. they paying us money to say that? Then shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, hey, but Erica's sorry. a very nice bartender, so. Hey, Who? Hi, Erica. Hey, shut Erica. the fuck up. Fabe, uh, what do you think about it? Uh, I'll tell you what, the, uh, I think Vince McMahon kind of started to put an end to the cafe back in the 80s when uh, he didn't want to pay oh money for, uh, for the sports commissions. And then what really did it for me, and I was just a little intern at the time, I remember in the newspaper, the, the Lancaster uh, New Era, that was the afternoon newspaper. My aunt used to get it. My mom always got the morning paper. But anyway, I'm sitting there. Cousin Brian's mom used to get the... Uh, I almost like spit beer all over my goddamn camera when he said he was just a little intern. I was just a little intern back then. And it would have been a waste of good beer. No, don't waste a good beer. No. This is a good story, though. And you guys will remember. Great... On the back page in a little tiny section where they had, like, celebrity news, Yeah, it listed the uh, the arrest of Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the Iron Sheep. Oh, shit. Okay. Or, do you guys remember that in the 80s? I, I, I remember. I know the story because I've heard it told. But I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> My favorite part of the story, as you before you go on, uh, so after they get arrested, they ha- they do a drug test on uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Iron Sheik. And Iron Sheik's in the office, and they come in, and he go, they go, Sheik, it's positive. And she goes, yes, it is positive. <laughs> Yes, yeah, and, yeah. and, and they go, Sheik, no, that means bad. Like, and he goes. And he was all crazy he felt that many years in the career that it was positive. Yeah. Jim Duggan tells that story, and uh, that's exactly what Duggan says every time. Um, yeah, so the back of the paper is this little article, I think just a few lines. And so the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov were arrested in New Jersey for uh, – speeding and drug possession or whatever it was. And I said, there's no way that's possible. They, was, they were feuding at the time. I'm like, what the heck is this? So to me, that's when uh, kayfabe really, really died for me as a young intern. But yeah, I think, uh, I think like what you guys were saying with the indie shows, I think it's alive and well there for the most part. Now you have the smart fans that, uh, but I think probably it's okay. Come on up, throw streamers. <laughs> We're yeah, a lot like the kid guy, from Bad Santa. There's legitimately, I would say, probably more than half the crowd that is all in on that good guy versus bad guy. And I'm not talking like kids. I mean, there is senior citizens there sometimes that are convinced, and it's it's great. Like that, uh, the uh, Scorpion and uh, Rob Noxious. I was there for that. I thought that was real. That's how well done it was. It was just out of the blue. Is that I sent the link in the group chat. We can watch it, and then uh, I'll post it for do, sure. But do yeah, you also remember the other one that just came to my mind was the one of the first PWE shows at the Zembo, and they did the angle where Leo Rush oh, yes. got jumped in the parking lot. That actually got picked up by some like yeah, it got picked sites. up by the yeah. news. Yeah, 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 that's right. You yeah. know that that local you know wrestler got jumped in the parking lot outside of the you know, outside of the show, and even not, like I think we were just kind of because nobody we were dumbfounded because we park we're, we're with the boys and it's like a pretty safe lot. Yeah, it's in a decent part of Harrisburg, yeah. right? Yeah, you yeah. know, and and nobody like 
nobody had you know and i because we weren't we weren't commentary at that point we were just doing the post the post show podcast and you know so we nobody had even like tipped us off to that and then it was like and we like found out that it was a it was a uh, gimmick and it was like no shit and yeah. yeah, I got picked up by news and everything. So, you know, it is it is neat when it gets pulled off um, on that level. So, yeah, I, I think definitely at the uh, at the independent level, it's yeah, you know, it, it's well, it's tremendous. Didn't, didn't the pro wrestling uh, empire once do a uh, a hell in a cell style match? What, what did they call it? Like a cage of hell, cell of hell. Yeah, it was it was similar to that. Uh... <laughs> well, Tim took his thing out, so I'm not going to fucking say it. <laughs> <laughs> it was similar to that double cage match. It was, yeah, it was a double cage. Day. I think, I think, I think that's what they called it. Was a double cage. It was a double cage. I think is what they call. It. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a hell in a cell. Well, they did do a hell. They did they do did a, a hell chamber in a, of hell match. A chamber of hell. Chamber I wasn't hell. there for that one. Right. Yeah. That, the uh, the Red Scorpion had an umbrella during that match. I remember he's hiding behind it. <laughs> but then they they yeah they might have did. I feel like it was the aftermath. Pay-per-view. The, the one where you can bring weapons. That was every. That was power. every indie show in Lancaster County. <laughs> was you could bring a weapon. I brought a cantaloupe to that show. <laughs> I stopped at the giant. And got Did a you know it wasn't a Gallagher concert? <laughs> well, yeah. It's, if he didn't bring a watermelon, he brought cantaloupe. <laughs> yeah, I brought well, a he, cantaloupe. He graduates up to the watermelon. He does. Actually, yeah, you're right. He does. Yes, he, he does, does as the show goes on. I still have stains in my uh, upholstery in my vehicle from that show. Apparently, one of my one of my my parents' first dates, they had gone to see Kenny Rogers and Gallagher. Rogers. <laughs> Gallagher yeah. opened up for Kenny Rogers, and, <laughs> and my like my dad was in like the third row, and uh, so and it was an in the round. So Gallagher had the he set up the the. Um, the table right in front of where my parents were sitting and my dad said to my mom when i tell you just duck he's like why so he said when it when you know gallagher starts counting and my dad they they like got down because the people around them had tarps they knew the they knew what was up so they like hit the deck and he said you heard you heard the sound and then you just smelled melon it was just like this and you could hear everybody's feet were sticking to the floor Oh, they're probably still cleaning up at that Harrisburg uh, probably. show I went to. It was that bad. <laughs> and the, cra- the, the the dickish thing that he would do is, so every time with the Sledgematic, he had the big giant bucket of soapy water. Oh, yeah. So he would he would hit all these hit all this fruit and condiments or whatever. And he goes and clean up is easy, and he would thwomp it right in this bucket and shoot water, water soapy, soapy water, water everywhere, all over what everyone. A what a mess! What all a right, dick. so bad. So Didn't his brother Gallagher. end up doing a bunch of the shows. Gallagher too. Yeah, Gallagher. Yes. Yeah, right, right. Because did the original Gallagher? He was sick or something, wasn't he? And that's why know. he retired. I think what it was is that Gallagher sold his show to his brother. Okay. Right, but it wasn't. He wasn't ever built as Gallagher 2, right? It was just built no, as he Gallagher. Was, he was Gallagher, right. but it was Gallagher 2. He was Were they taped alive and well everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, there it, it is. is. Gallagher shows. All right. Matter. So we have. You know where Kayfabe isn't alive and well is at Bowser's Rock and Roll Parties. <laughs> No time for this, Mark. No time for next week. We we have we have one of two times. I don't think we have time to get to both of yep. them. Early Shawn Michaels was better. 
we can make this real easy. Late Shawn Michaels is absolutely better than early Shawn Michaels. All right, well, fuck, here we right, go. Right, because I watched because I watched the documentary. And what documentary. The one on A and E. They've been doing oh, them weekly yeah, for that. the last like seven weeks. Um, this past week with Shawn Michaels. This coming week is the Ultimate Warrior. And yeah, like early Shawn, late Shawn, absolutely late Shawn. Yeah. To co- not only to come back yeah. from the injury he came back from at the age he was at, not doing it for how many years, and to have Jesus Christ on your side. There's yes. that. But also, like his ma- like the matches that he had, he had more all time classics post injury than he did before. Absolutely yeah. his was his career was absolutely. significantly longer post injury. He came back from 2002. He had like 20 extra years. His rocker matches weren't so bad. 16 years. When do you think he retired? 2002. No, 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 no. no. That's when he came back. Yes. He retired after he retired after Super Sandow. Doesn't count. (laughs) It does too. No, it absolutely does. uh, No. The real question should be. How great would Shawn Michaels have been if he never injured his back? And we don't have a will he return or not. Because he lost four years in his prime from 98 to 2002. Well, I don't know if we get late career Shawn Michaels because of the path he was going down. Right. Right. Yeah, I think he needed to I think off. the injuries not only saved his, really? like, okay. saved his career, saved his life. Okay. Because that dude, Imagine, I mean, uh, he was he was. He was hurting big time, not just the back injury, but the drugs. Is this the sunny thing? The sunny thing? Is that what you're alluding to? The sunny days. No, I'm talking about the drugs. Oh, the, the drugs. Somas, <laughs> Somas yeah, okay, the fair. coke, the fucking booze, all okay. of it, all of the above. Okay, that sounds like a great time. <laughs> sure. You know, I can't help but think uh, his career may have been cut shorter if he wrestled in one of those matches with the two cages and the double ring. It may have. It may have. It but abs- that was the WCW thing. Will yeah, you stop? Yeah. <laughs> um, Man, but I yeah. know they did one up at Harrisburg. It wasn't Harrisburg's <laughs> not just for Gallagher shows. <laughs> it's not. No, um, I mean, that's a perk. But it. Uh, that's what my, Sean took. Sean, uh, <laughs> yeah, he took those yep. too. If 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 they were manu- if they were manufactured, he took them. But yeah, I think I think late Shawn Michaels is better. Mark, <laughs> he probably took those. Um, Mark, do you think late Shawn Michaels is better or pre-injury Shawn oh, Michaels? Oh, yeah. No, late Shawn Michaels was fantastic. I don't know that anybody saw that coming. But I think he still would have had a great legacy, even if he didn't come back. But I don't know that people would consider him one of the greatest or the greatest if he did. So, yeah. I, I Yeah, late, late Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I don't think he makes it to WrestleMania 26 without the injury. 26, nope. isn't that the one... Oh, never mind. For Brett came back. Yeah. yeah that's that's the I one. Thought. Yeah. Not that's a good wrestling. Big, big toaster. Big toaster. Um, all right. So the the other the other topic du jour. Um last week's Dark Side of the Ring uh was on Nick Effin Gage. Um you know, we I know we've ta- we've we've talked about death matches before, so this isn't gonna be a, you know, are you a fan of deathmatch wrestling? Are you not? I think we've covered that from time to time, and I'm sure we'll hit it here. But like the thing, the thing that like blew me away watch, watching the documentary, and and I've seen 
you know, we've been we've been to shows that he's been on. And like, you know, I think for me the the only one one of the only ones I was at was down at uh either H2O or Hybrid. One of the ones down in uh down in Jersey is like the I mean the the the, the crazy level of over that guy is with with his fan base. And like I knew I knew he had I I I vaguely knew this story learned the details watched the documentary last week and it was like holy hell <laughs> you know I mean like fucking crazy not just what he did to end up in prison but like the whole the whole story and like it just yeah it just blew me away like the the like the hero worship with him that that's it it was like I I I mean I res I respect the guy in some ways. I don't respect him in other ways, and it it just that I mean it was. I thought it was one of the my. It's probably one of my favorite Dark Side episodes because it just it it it, it fucking blew me away. Yeah, here's a guy. That I think we can loop back to our conversation on kayfabe. Here's a guy that doesn't need kayfabe at all. Because I, I feel like what you see is what you get. It's it's Nick fucking Gage, <laughs> yeah. MDK all day. Like there there's no kayfabing what you get. Um, I think you really have to look at it in in perspective of the respect that he gets. Here's a guy that was the first CZW, uh, I think World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, he made his debut in wrestling in 1999. He's still wrestling death matches today, 22 years later. That I think in and of itself is is something that wrestling fan of deathmatch or not, you have to respect. Twenty two years I mean, in that style of pro wrestling is unreal. Sure. I get he was gone for five years. That's yep. We can then draw the same Shawn Michaels conclusions. Sure. If if he went for those five years just as hard, would he be able to do it today? Um I think you can look at Nick Gage. And, and look at the success that CZW had um, a few years ago and credit Nick Gage. When he got out of prison and came back, that put CZW back on the map. You can look at Nick Gage and and really credit him. And obviously, Brett has great ideas for GCW. But what Nick Gage has done for GCW and that independent wrestling promotion, unreal. Just unreal revolutionized uh the deathmatch industry the deathmatch scene um and and you have a company that is what outside of the major televised companies the largest indie company in the united states and gcw and you have to credit nick gage for some of that between nick gage and joey janela right and janela short janela is another one yep but i think brett has got an incredible like mind for the business um, came up and I think saw the mistakes that were being made in CZW and said, I'm not going to make those mistakes with GCW. It's almost the same. I think you can do GCW is to EC or CZW as like ROH was to ECW yep. because Gabe Sapolsky was like a, a underling for Paul Heyman. Yep. And learned everything he knew from Paul. So that when he was in charge at Ring of Honor, it was like he had the same principles as Paul, like accentuate the positives, hide the negatives. 
And instead of hardcore wrestling, it was pure wrestling and yep. things like that. So uh, very much the same. I got nothing but respect for Nick Gage, man. Nick, uh, you know, the, the word, the phrase American dream gets thrown is getting thrown around a lot recently in wrestling, um, especially with Cody Rhodes announcing that he's going to be the take the mantle of the American dream <sighs> come d- double or nothing against Anthony Agogo. But Nick Gage is that like American dream type story of second, third, fourth chances. I mean, man, man was at rock bottom, did a horribly stupid thing in which John Moxley had the line of the entire documentary. <laughs> yeah, he did. It was like, so Nick Gage's thing is that he wears a mask. He wears a bandana to the ring. And then he goes and robs a bank and he ain't got nothing on his face. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Right. So he does his time for that. He breaks parole. He goes back for a little more, but like the fan base is, is there with him. It's like, it's hero worship is like one thing, but it's like Nick Gage could be any of us, I guess to a certain degree like nick gage has a lot of everyman type qualities about sure him. Mm-hmm. sure like he's a dude who fights and like you can't tell me he doesn't love his fans like yeah that guy loves every single person that rides with him like do you know who he's almost analogous to and like he's not necessarily in a great vein right now but like Another person who is very much like Nick Gage in the in the way he's like loyal to his fans is Teddy Hart. Yeah, Teddy Hart's like boo me, I don't care if you lo- if you cheer for me, I will die for you. Exact quote from Teddy Hart: yeah. "If you cheer for me, yeah, I will yeah. die for you." Sure, and like <laughs> that was him. And like I I have I I can't stand like Teddy Hart the person. No, but. When I tell you I saw him wrestle in Philly for that uh hardcore uh hardcore homecoming or what's uh, House of Hardcore and uh TNA show with the Muda. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yep. And it was a triple threat with Teddy Hart, Willie Mack, and somebody. Can't re- can't recall who the third man was. And Teddy Hart was fantastic. The only time I've seen Teddy Hart wrestle um, was actually at ACW. Um, yeah. Matt and I had made a trip down to New Jersey to see him at uh, at a hybrid show, and it was one of the points where he couldn't leave the state he was in or something. Um, the the actual like a, a, a one of the United States, not like a inebriated state, but he was probably that too. But uh, like, yeah, when he's when he's yeah. on. That's an awful joke. When he's on, would never make jokes like that on this show. (laughs) Come on, on, Jim. When he's when when he was actually on a show and he was locked in, I mean, yeah, I mean the guy the guy's a piece of shit. Like, but when he in the ring, the I mean, yeah, the 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 guy probably the most talented heart from that from that group. I mean, the talent and some of the shit he could do in the ring. I mean, Owen of the, probably of the, was the closest. Well, I mean, of the of like the next like the next generation of hearts, because like oh, you know, sure. Brett Bulldog, Owen, all the brothers, 
and then the next generation of hearts. Because, like, the next generation took, like, the lessons, like, wrestling lessons of, of the Hart family and then also applied them to what wrestling was becoming. Right, definitely yeah. modernized. And he, yeah, I mean, that he's... Because that's Teddy, TJ, Natalia, Davy Boy Jr. Yeah. Okay, right, that's fair. Like, the, on, the only one that I would say would, would even probably come close to him would be TJ. Yeah. Yeah. TJ's great. And TJ, like, infinitely better person than Teddy, so... Right. <laughs> but to get back to, like, Nick Gage, um, God, like, MDK is... It it's some it wouldn't have such a hold if like there wasn't like some sort of truth in that you know like yeah it's it's I mean it's real I, that's like I think why he calls it like a gang yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. MDK is a gang what's your gang about oh they're my fans like I remember in um... but it's my gang it's a gang it's a gang of people I I'm pretty sure. That the MDK gang would actually kill some people. Probably. Sure. Probably. Probably. I, I, the, there's there's a line from Jake the Snake Roberts in Beyond the Met um, where he's like, I could be elected mayor here tomorrow. Like, I, I don't care anywhere in like the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, like any of those places particularly like the Philly area. Nick Gage could probably like he pro- I mean he probably could. Like he could probably get elected into office if he was allowed to run for office. Like I don't think he can run. I don't <laughs> think he can, but like if he could, he and he did, he would he would win. Right. And and it's it's it is. It's it's that sort of a thing and it, and it cuz it's a re- you know, it's real. Mark, you're did you did you watch the dark side? Sure did, boy. I, that was a tough one to watch. I'll tell you, just the the blood and the guts and uh, what what a story. If you guys out there listen haven't seen it and aren't familiar, it's well worth watching. It, it's it's really good, really good. Yeah, that's yeah, nothing but respect for him. That's for sure. But man, that uh, the thing that really I couldn't believe that he's there bleeding out. He's dying. In a cornfield. Yeah, tournament of death. And tournament of death. He's literally dying. And he wants to get back in the ring. And if he would have tried to go back in there, he would have died because he, he flatlined yeah. in the uh, the helicopter, the med vac. Yeah. Like it's just crazy. Just I can't I mean, wrap my head around. When he it. says at the end of the like end of the episode that like he's he's not gonna like he basically like I'm I'm gonna die young. Like I mean, I, I when you hear somebody say that, like you go, "Well, are you him? He might." <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, like he might die in the time. ring. It's it's almost like when when Nick Gage when Nick said that, like you know, I'm probably gonna die young, and then they're like, "Are you okay? Are you good with that?" And he goes, "Yeah, I'm good with that." It reminded me eerily of another documentary that's gone around with Roddy Piper Mm. and Piper's interview where he's like, I'm going to collect my pen. I can collect pension at 65, but I'm, I'm not going to make it to 65 to get it. Yeah. And it's very similar to that. Like it's, it's, I don't want to say it's self-fulfilling prophecy. 
I think it's a person knows sure their body and they know that like I've put miles on this thing. Yeah. That is beyond the make and model. Like <laughs> this is a drove it like a rental be, car. This might be a night it it might be a, a model from the nineteen eighties. But I've put miles on it like I've driven it since the 1890s. <laughs> right. There's way too many miles on this thing. There's Freddie Mercury in an interview one time, and I think this was even before he was sick. And and he had he had said something along the lines of he doesn't want to he doesn't want to live to be or he wasn't either. He didn't want to or wasn't going to live to be like in his 70s. And. I think you know at that point he he was probably aware that his lifestyle was um you know had a degree of danger to it but it's again it's that it's that same sort of feeling is there are some people that they know that based on how they live their life you know they're they're you know they're getting they're getting the most out of the time you know they they're, they're not going to be uh they're not going to live in a nursing home they're not going to spend the their their final years um you know struggling to walk down the hall they're they're gonna i've got the quote yeah go ahead i don't want to go down in history as one of those people who worried hoping they realize after i'm dead i created something or invented something life is for living i don't give a damn about all that in the meantime i've had fun and i want to go on having fun doing this i don't want to sound morbid 70 is a long way away as far as i'm concerned i've lived a full life and if i'm dead tomorrow i don't give a damn i lived I've I really have done it all. Does it say I, what I cer- year? I certainly don't have any aspirations to live to 70. It would be so boring. I will be <laughs> dead and gone long before that. Does it that say what was, year that was from? Um, I'm looking. I want to say, I mean, he, he had the shorter hair and the mustache. I can't remember exactly what era that was in. It's a quote from his... Uh, his book, A Life in His Own Words. I don't, I, there's no uh, citation. Hot on that. Space, I believe, was the album, the first album when he, when he had, when he had cut his hair and had the mustache. And that came out in 82. So I, I think it was even around that era. I don't think it was, like, I don't think it was later. And, and me, you know, I, I don't, I don't know the exact timetable on things. So I don't know if, if, he was already aware of of any health issues by that point but right yeah it's it's some people know some people know based on on how they live life you you just you just kind of know but yeah it was um it was one of the better dark side episodes i'm certainly looking forward to to the rest of this season i think that they've really kind of found uh found their niche and they, they continue to get better um each each episode each season so uh, I am looking forward uh, to that. Any any final any other thoughts on on Nick Gage and the the documentary before we move on? One of the few, excuse me, if not the only one, centered on somebody that's still alive. Ah, uh, yeah, I think yeah. Um, a, a, ones that are of uh, on a specific person because like tonight strictly on that like, tonight is the collision the, the, in Korea correct so there's people alive who were right. season one was Mula Gino Levon Eriks Bruiser Brody Savage Elizabeth so he had one Jack. of the and the screw job 
New Jack was still alive. Okay, right. New Jack was still alive. At the time. Um, what was season two? Benoit. Dino Bravo had one. Owen Hart. Road Owen Hart. War- the Road Warriors. Yeah, season two was Benoit, New Jack, Brawl for All, Jimmy Snuka, Dino Bravo, Dave Schultz, uh, the UWF with Herb Abrams, the Road Warriors, and Owen Hart. So here's the, here's a guy whose story, I mean, by all accounts, could have been dead, could have died in that helicopter ride. Who the hell knows what happens behind bars, but able to still tell his story and still do what he does after all of that. So I think it, that's why it was such a compelling story that even if you're not a, a deathmatch guy or a deathmatch fan, you should probably check this episode out. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's hit the news. All right, Tony Khan appeared on Busted Open yesterday. We were aware of this, but uh, to announce a new agreement with Warner Media that will see AEW Dynamite move to CBS uh, starting in 2022. It's reported, I believe, in uh, PW Insider that it is an eight-figure deal. Um, so it's a very broad number if you're doing math, but uh, it is financially uh, a good deal uh, for All Elite Wrestling. Um, it was also revealed that a new TV show called AEW Rampage uh, will premiere on Friday nights, 10 p.m. The one-hour TNT show will premiere Friday, August the 13th. Rampage will also move uh, to TBS uh, with Dynamite in 2022. Uh, they also AEW will also uh, begin airing, airing quarterly TV specials on TNT uh, in 2022. So, uh, they are on the move, but they will still be part of TNT as well. I can confirm it's very, 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 very low eight digits. Okay, um, but it, you know, I, I think I, Tim, I as I'm sorry as a uh, as a WCW guy, is this a step down for AEW to go no. to Thunder? No, okay, because it's not Thunder; it's WCW Saturday Night. It's Clash okay. of the Champions. Okay, it's a time because TNT wasn't always around. Before TNT, it was TBS. It was TBS. I have I, okay. one quick because I, I don't know. I don't know for sure. Like, is TBS available on on a, 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 compared to Broader TNT? TV, is yes. is is it on the same number of channel or same number of like? If you I have TNT, TBS do you have more. TBS? It's on yeah, the I'm, super box. I I'm pretty right sure TBS is more more readily available than TNT. Normally if you have TNT, you have TBS. Yeah, I mean every 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 cable other way around. Yeah. You know, Blue Ridge locally, Direct TV and now Xfinity, I have both. Um yeah, it's, and and like here's the thing too. You can get you can watch them on like TNT on demand or Turner on demand or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. even if you don't have TBS, I think you can you can get it after the fact if you can't get it live which a lot of people do anyway so i i think it's actually a better move for them to go to tbs anyways because they will only be preempted in like march for college basketball right and october for baseball right where where otherwise you would have been possibly preempted preempted a lot well and with with the nhl coming into tnt that that's what and you know what i mean Bet when when the the when NXT moved and then the NHL announced that that um, they were going with TNT instead of N, um, NBC Universal, 
you know, Tony Khan, I think, was on Busted Open and said, you know, TNT's our network. And I, I think I even said, I was like, if the price is right, um, they will move. It's a business. And here we are, I think, three and a half weeks later, they're moving. But again, it's it's yeah, it's a smart business move. They're making a lot of money. They're moving and they're adding another another show. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, but that again... In 2018, Jim, TNT was uh, 89.57 million homes. TBS was 90.39. So uh, three quarters of a million more homes now in TBS. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, WWE's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view will take place on June 20th, uh, earlier than its usual October date. Uh, It will mark the WWE's final pay-per-view, Ryan, in side of wwe thunderdome a return to the road scheduled to begin in july per, per sources close to wwe sports illustrated reported today july's pay-per-view will be money in the bank the reason behind the move uh, internally is believed that hell in a cell um in june will be broadcast from the thunderdome while money in the bank in july currently slated to be held uh in front of a crowd in texas significantly more captivating uh, with fans the report went on to say there's a sense of optimism throughout wwe for its persistence to run uh weekly shows throughout the pandemic especially with the creative outlet of the thunderdome once wwe does hit the road as we reported before there are no plans for to return to the thunderdome weekly travel will then commence for raw and smackdown with the summer storylines built around SummerSlam in august um they uh, si confirmed SummerSlam will take place in uh, Nevada. So I would imagine that money in the bank, because I think it's going to be, that's going to be the kickoff weekend to the return to touring from the reports that I've read this week. Um, and I think they're all going to be in the same location. So SmackDown pay-per-view Sunday and Monday night raw will all be at the same location. Um, and I assume that will be an arena. I would, my guess would be American Airlines center in Dallas would be would be the kickoff point. I I don't they, they haven't reported where exactly that's going to be. Um the prevailing belief for SummerSlam and I think this is actually pretty cool is Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, um home of the Raiders. Um so that's Big Boy Stadium uh for SummerSlam. I think that one has a retractable roof, I believe as well. Uh, so you could potentially have that open. Not sure if you want it open in a desert in August, but um, that'll remain to be seen. But it is a cool, it is a cool looking uh, stadium nonetheless. Uh, but Ryan, we're we're coming up on the end here of the uh, Thunderdome. Yes, Tim. <laughs> it. De- I'm very curious as to when that all out or not when not that when uh, SummerSlam is in August. I think it's the 22nd. Okay, that is the week. Is that going to be... I think All Out's Labor Day, isn't it? So that'd be the next week? Uh, no, Labor Day would be... Because Labor Day is the first first Monday in September, right? Something like that. So it would be weekend of September 4th, 5th. So there okay. would be two weeks in between. Okay, yeah. I don't... Yeah. I, I, was, si- I was sitting here thinking they're going to Vegas. Oh, and they're going to do a pay-per-view in Vegas. Man. Impact or, or uh, AEW. Uh, it would be in town. For, they usually go for double or nothing. Right. 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 And all out is usually Chicago. 
Oh yeah, but this double or nothing's still at Daly's place this yeah. month. So I was I would assume that maybe they would like try to do all out it at the MGM Grand. Maybe, yeah, maybe. You know, we'll have to keep an eye on that. But yeah, I don't think yeah. I'm very I d- curious about that. I don't think it'll be the uh I don't think it'll be the same weekend. Also, uh this week, uh in a report from uh from Andrew Zarian of the Matman podcast, uh WWE working on new sets for both Raw and SmackDown. This is to go with the return uh to the touring schedule. Uh, no word on when uh, Raw and SmackDown will have their uh, their new stages, but they will each have their own specific looks uh, with the new stages they are being built uh, as of now. So the new so the Thunderdome staging going to be gone. Um, whole new looks for both. I'm excited about that. Two words. Fist me? Fist me. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, we did talk about it earlier. The Miz uh, reportedly suffered torn ACL in the Lumberjack match this past Sunday at WrestleMania Backlash. No word as of yet if it is a partial tear or a full tear. Uh, Partial would only put him out for a couple of months. Um, A full tear would put him out uh, anywhere between seven to nine, possibly more, uh, with with rehab. So uh, we will keep an eye on that. And then finally... Uh, it was reported late last week, Ricky Starks, AEW, uh, has been diagnosed with a fractured neck and expected to miss uh, somewhere around three months uh, of action as a slight fracture. Um, he is, is is expected to remain on television in some c- capacity as surgery will not be required. Uh, this goes back to the uh, spot where he landed uh, on his neck uh, from a German suplex against Hangman Page on April the 21st, uh, AEW Dynamite. He took to social media after the match said I'm good thank you DDP yoga for my flexibility so um Devin says he hopes to get a new set for the pay-per-views I I think you're probably going to see a hybrid of the two as we've seen uh in recent years um I I I think it would be cool if WWE had a because Wrestlemania is always going to be its own its own thing I I I think it would be cool if they had a big three set well i don't know if you could do it though because royal rumble is kind of in baseball, baseball. stadiums now so you have like the dugout set which is cool in and which of is itself its own, which is its own thing which is yeah. super cool so like survivor series and SummerSlam maybe have sets that would be for those i don't think people even give a shit about survivor series anymore i think it's money in the um, bank that gets the set I really think Survivor Series is slipping down. Even the WWE's oh, like yeah. importance list. Oh yeah, I don't. So yeah, I mean, I mean uh, think about it. Yeah, it, it wasn't too long ago that Survivor Series was on the chopping block to not be mm-hmm. a pay per view anymore. That's true. That's true. They so, could play like the brand supremacy thing, and even then, it was like mm, whatever. Right, because it, it doesn't actually yeah, mean it. It doesn't like nothing, get no. you the final entrant into the Royal Rumble or anything like that. Um, so like maybe if you had something that was. SummerSlam and Money in the Bank, and then you had an every other pay-per-view set. Like, just something that looks different than Raw or SmackDown. That that would be cool. Like, I don't expect to see, you know, the, the swinging hooks for one month, and then, you know, like what you know, all the crazy... We're never going to get back to that. It's too expensive. And, like, the cost to build the stages, the cost to uh, transit the, stage, the, the stages with, with trucking that's not part of your normal grouping in the tour like it's 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 not going to happen 
Yeah, but part of the part of the frustration that a lot of people had with the sets and like myself is I know that the sets they use now are transformable. And you sure. can like you can align them in any sort of way you want. Right. And and yet they continually align it the exact same way every time. And there's no creativity. Right. More than meets the eye transformers. Right. Like they don't <laughs> they don't like they don't try. It's just like Okay, well, there's a big screen. We're gonna put LED boards around here, and they flex like this, and that's it. Yeah, it, it was you know it it they, it was a it was literally a meshing of the two, and even the two were relatively the same. The same. So I my my hope here is that Raw and SmackDown will have distinct looks. Um, and like I said, even even if you just have a different pay per view set. It doesn't like I don't even care if it's anything crazy. Just make it look different. Like the like pay per view should be different. It's like under pressure and uh, ice ice baby. <laughs> yeah, that little yeah, the little ting. When was the last time we had distinct set? Was it the raw had like the the little slanty doodad that Kevin Owens ran up that the one half time? Pipe. Yeah, had that. Which, like that that really... one was weird. I uh, like the vert ramp. Oh uh, yeah, it, it was fun. Like it just, it was. I mean, it was very different. It was very different. People still bitched about it. I was, I was happier when they centered the, you know, like the entrance to the state. Like the, I think for the first couple weeks, it was this big like vert ramp, and then your entrance from Gorilla was like three quarters of the way onto the right, and I'm like, that just. I like that though. I, <sighs> I do like the off center ramp. It, because because it gives you the backdrop uh, you can use like you could use the led board as like a step and repeat some and of you the, don't have anything in the background you don't have like a big gaping hole of an entrance in the background some of those I tell you what i absolutely loathe the big oh fucking my. rattlesnake cgi that they put up for like randy orton on the stage Nope. No, the staging thing is fine. It's like the it's, augmented reality. Oh, the CGI. Yes. Oh, I like That's that bullshit. stuff. Actually, I fucking hate it. Now, to a degree, like take Matt Riddle's birds. I don't like. The, I don't like the them. birds. Like in the rain, but like the big ooh man. Um, like I, 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 I like. It. I like fucking it at the it. entrance point. I don't like it once you get down to the ring. Just give me. Give me Roman Reigns 8G walking toward me. That's all I need. <laughs> I was watching SmackDown on Friday a little bit, and Megan was in the room. And I think Roman Reigns started the show, and it was the CGI Roman Reigns. And she goes, is that a statue? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, babe. That's a- it's just so, I don't know. It's like a fucking dolphin coming it, out of water. I, I, I like that stuff. I actually like the big CGI stuff. Again, at, at the... Because, again, it's a TV show. So, like, you don't get it live, obviously. But, like, it's presented to the TV audience uh, in, in a different way than the live experience. So, I, I actually like those. But, again, yeah, I don't it's like... It's about as cool as the glow puck. No, it's definitely it better than the hockey. glow puck. It's definitely no, better it's than not. the glow puck. Now, Matt Riddle's birds... Are the glow puck of the WWE? I will agree with that. Um, uh, anything else, guys? Before we uh, before we wrap it up this week, no, fucking twenty minutes over, unreal. We, Ryan, we don't have it. We don't have a go. We don't. We don't have a go home time. You missed the cue. We definitely uh, what cue? 
<laughs> oh yeah. Mm. All right, let's uh let's Oh no, not that pew. That's Drake Wirtz. Oh. <laughs> right, that's so why I was like, say what now? He go. Yeah. He yeah. gone. C C U E. See ya, buddy. See ya, V D. See ya never. You see ya never. Uh Ryan. Got anything yeah, to plug? Uh, yeah, I don't have a ton to plug tonight, shockingly. There's a woman of the week. I'm sure Matt's doing that. It's on our Instagram page. You can find that it's at three uh, three count Thursday, the number three. In the word count Thursday for uh, Matt not being here. You can uh, go ahead and tweet him um, the poop emoji to at 3CT affiliate. That's 3CT affiliate. Um, you, my name is Ryan. You can follow me. It's RYN Eagle. I don't give a shit. I don't know if I even tweeted much anymore. Uh, there's not much to tweet about these days for Ryan. Um, that's all I got for you. Wish I had something more exciting to say here. Your last uh, your last pop, pop, pop. tweet was yesterday. Oh, cool! Yeah, uh, Thunder Rose had the Thunder Rose had asked if I did a one hour Iron Woman match, who should be my opponent? And I you, responded, but like, what is my last standalone? Oh, uh, your last standalone tweet. Ooh, that boy. wasn't like a retweet or something like that. Uh, you one hundred percent authorized the tweet from the three count account. They took away the stupid sound effect at the beginning of Ricochet's theme. That I am a happy correct. boy. That it was sure the, that was the last thing you you actually tweeted. I'll take it. There you go. Intern Mark, got anything to plug? And the word was authored, not authorized. Authorized. Authored. Authored. No, it authored. said authorized. I wrote that tweet. It did not say authorized. Uh, Mark, go ahead and start plugging. I'm going to look this up again. All right. Um, I'm at not the cool man across all platforms. <laughs> uh, we have a new woman of the week. Uh, you can follow me at Ryan Eagle on Twitter. Um, listen, catch me on Tuesday to the Big Jim podcast. We talk everything sports. I uh, let me see what's going on. We got um, Hershey Park will be opening next Thursday every day of the week. That's exciting. Um, did they change their hours with the opening uh, of things? Uh oh, did I open a can of worms? Uh, man, we can't even get into it. No, okay, the, their so, hours have been reduced. So it's only still season. only open till seven. Yeah, still still uh, seven, and I think the middle of June they bumped to eight p.m. Oh boy, things are getting uh, hot yeah, and heavy in their Hershey, PA. Man, I'll tell you, but they they don't require uh, they don't require the masks anymore. They're not doing temperature screening. And by the end of May, they're no longer, you don't need a reservation to get in if you don't have the season pass. So before you even had a ticket, you had to register to go to keep things under the capacity. But now uh, June 1st and so on. So get ready. Get ready. Ryan, you're right. It, it was authored. You're right. Authored. Tim, go ahead. I know what I tweet. Arthur. <laughs> go get him, Tim. Uh, Mark so eloquently said it at now the tool man across all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, if you care. Uh, I, I'm on Tiki talk. I don't talk. I don't talk. I just watch the ticks. Uh, it's real fun. I enjoy it. Um, I do a couple other podcasts aside from this one. Um, final wrestling place where we put the nouns of professional wrestling in their, uh, eternal wrestling resting place. Uh, we've been talking about, uh, developmental call-ups and our season finale is this week where we cover, the both runs of both Rob Conway and Sean Spears. And we put both of those in their final wrestling place. So that's fun. 
Um, also, we do a live reaction podcast to every WWE, AEW, and NXT pay-per-view called Viewer's Choice. Uh, you can follow those on Twitter at Final Place Pod and at VC on North South. But this weekend, I will be at the Mahoning Drive-In in Lehighton, Pennsylvania um, for Real Rumble Weekend. Uh, Bryce Remsburg, Orange Cassidy, a uh, whole shebang, a whole bunch of people are going to be out hanging out at the drive-in. Uh, four, four matches, both nights on Friday and Saturday, and two movies at each drive-in. Uh, so, uh, Mark, do you have a question? I have a question. I raised my hand. Sure, is Close for the season still playing at the drive-in, or is that over now? I'm not I sure. I saw advertised for the last few months. Jesus. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, for Friday, it is They Live and a mystery movie, and Saturday oh. it is beyond the mat and mr nanny uh it's gonna be a fun time i will be there for both nights so if you are there come by and say hi i will be the guy with short hair with pink tips and a dragon ball z face mask it will be really fun so mr uh, nanny will put some butts in the seat sure we'll put some put some cars in the parking lot (laughs) um but other than that our three count woman of the week is vert vixen you may know her from her appearance on aew dark this week there you go. All right, you can follow me at Big Jim Sports. Make sure you're following the show at Three Count Thursday. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you tell Matt at 3CTA Philly 8 how much you enjoyed looking at Shane McMahon's face all night uh, with him not being here. Uh, he should be back next week. Uh, ThreeCountThursday.com. Subscribe to our show. All podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon uh, Music, uh, everywhere you can find podcasts. Until next week, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the pin. Three Count Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order?